You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... First off, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. We're live. This is episode 35, and tonight we have a very special guest on the show. We have GSXR Clyde, and we're going to begin right now. We're just going to get things started because we have a lot to talk about tonight. And Guardians, on today's episode of the Destiny Show podcast, part of Robots Radio Network, we welcome GSXR Clyde, a Destiny Sherpa, a partnered Twitch streamer who has helped 
thousands of guardians through some of the hardest activities in Destiny. We'll discuss the latest Shadowkeep Vidoc. We're going to talk about endgames, nightmares, dungeons, and the latest news from Bungie. And first off, I want to welcome my co-host, Shadow Price. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I was uh, yesterday, unfortunately, though, was it yesterday? No, it was Tuesday. I came up two minutes short on getting the triumph for, um, what was it? The moments of triumph? Triumph? I just missed it. I pulled a daddle. Two minutes too late. <laughs> Didn't get it done. Was completely, like, um, devastated. But it was like, eh, I guess it's just a title. But it would have been cool to have it. Other than that, I'm great. All the content, all the information we got from Bungie this week and the Vidoc and hyping us up for Shadowkeep. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. But you know what, bro? I'll tell you what. I think the Shadow title would fit you much better. I'm, I'm just saying I think that would be more of... I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on. Thanks, so Kilja. I, I think I think that just meant you were chasing after the wrong title this entire time. But you know what, bro? We're going to fix that. We're going to do some flawless activities and we're going to get that bread. We're going to get those shadow titles. We have about two weeks before the launch of Shadow Cape. And as you can all tell, we have another really cool individual back on the show. Dark Angel, welcome back. Well, that's me. That's me. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> so great to have you back on. How you been? How's your week going? Uh, how's my week going? Oh, God. Uh, my week's going pretty good. I started streaming again. Very nice. So that's pretty exciting. I've been trying to fiddle with my audio here and there, so I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing with that. I had work earlier today, and I ended up stuck in an elevator for five hours, so that was oh, so wow. fun. It was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the elevator got stuck. It was, it was so man. It you, was, it was. You see that happen scary. in movies and stuff, but when it like really happens in real life, it just it's just as terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had that happen with me. I I can't say I've it's experienced that. It's very scary. That. Yes, I need all the hugs and cupcakes. Well, Thank send you. Send all the love to Dark Angel. She definitely needs it tonight, and. <laughs> We have another very special guest on the show, GSXR Clyde. How you doing, man? It's so great to have you on, and thank you so much for being with us. Good to be here, man. I'm ready. Uh, just, just grinding, man. Getting these, uh, getting these uh, bounties done, and uh, hype for Shadowkeep, hype for TwitchCon. Uh, man, there's just so much going on right now, and my schedule's just spinning me around in circles. But uh, I'm just glad to be on the show and coming out with you guys for the night. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being on with us. It's going to be a really exciting show. And for the live audience, if you do have any questions for Clyde, make sure to type them in chat. We're going to put Clyde on the hot seat in just a moment for our discussion with the Guardians. And we're going to learn a lot more about Clyde. We have a lot of questions already planned for him. And if you have your questions, make sure to type them in chat and we're going to make sure to ask them live on the show. 
And before we begin, before we put Clyde on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians, I do want to remind you all that you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all major platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Podbean, and more. And we have some really exciting guests planned for you in the coming weeks and for the month of... October next week we're gonna have a really cool guest we're gonna have Carolina Gamer and if you have not met Carolina Gamer um, Carolina Gamer was the world's first uh, competitor in the last raid so we're gonna have him on the show next week but tonight we welcome Clyde on the show for our discussion with the Guardians so Clyde are you ready I'm ready. All right, let's do this. So, Clyde, how did you get started playing Destiny? How did your Destiny journey begin? Uh, it all began of me making fun of the game. Uh-oh. <laughs> making fun of the game? Yeah. That's my, not right. <laughs> my best friend Rob was playing a Crota Raid. He was sitting at the beginning in the abyss, and he was on LFG looking for gamers, and I was like, what's this game? Like, what are you playing? You know, because before that I was all about EA and I played Madden tournaments and Call of Duty tournaments and uh, mainly just sports games and racing games and shooter games, you know, but I played a lot of Halo too. So I uh, just asked him like, well, you know, what is this activity you're doing? And he's like, this is Destiny. You know, he was on a Hunter and um, he's like, I'm pulling people off a website to join me to play this game. And I said, all right, let's check it out. So I watched him do the raid and I was kind of intrigued by it, but I just knew there was more. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out, you know. So um, I didn't. Didn't check it out right away. I uh, I started playing around right before the House of Wolves came out. Probably like literally two weeks before. And uh, I leveled up. He helped me level up my account because I was working and just nonstop. And got got me, you know, high enough to do... The first two raids wanted to take me through Vault of Glass and take me through Crota. So we went through Vault of Glass and I realized how bad you can get, you know, the crap kicked out of you by ads because I was dying every five minutes. <laughs> it was bad. And uh, I just wasn't used to the game yet. You know? and I, uh, I started playing it and uh, started getting the hang of it and start, started realizing that we needed to play the team. And I really like that about the game. I like how you had to like you know, come up with strategies and figure out how you can work together as a team. So, you know, skip ahead to Atheon. We killed Atheon and I got a gun called Vex Mythoclast and everyone was triggered. Oh. Everyone was triggered. I got it first first run. Got it. Wow. You know, and I was like, what what is this gun? And they were they were pretty triggered. So I was like, okay, you know, let's uh let's load up Crota. They said, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's take them through it. Yeah, let's let's you know. So Rob is you know, Rob was a, a tryhard in the game, and I still play with him to this day. He's one of my best friends. And he was, you know, showing, showing me how to uh, solo the lamps because he knows how I am. Like, I always want to try and push myself to play better. So he was soloing the lamps. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. So we, we get to, obviously, he just jumped the bridge, you know, got us straight to Death Singers, you know, got us there quick. And uh, we beat the Death Singers. And I go, guys, what's this gun? Icebreaker. People were, they were so mad they left. They got mad at Icebreaker? They said that. <laughs> Seriously? They got, oh they, my god. They got mad that I got two guns in a row, so they got oh, mad. Okay. So, 
Uh, Rob was like, I didn't know those guys, but I have a friend down and we're just going to bring him in and we're just going to three man the boss. And I said, what do you mean? He said, trust me, I got this, you know, sword bearer 101. So brought his buddy in. We just shot rockets, Rob sorted them, beat him up, done, completed it, you know. And it was cool. And I asked him, I was like, Rob, you know, is this how this game is? It's six player activities, but you can challenge yourself and do these raids like flawlessly and low mans and push your skill to a higher level. And he said, yeah, you could do all that. So it was cool. Um, I probably played a week more after that. Put the game down. Just work came first. You know, I was at the point where I was starting my own business. I am a general contractor and I started my own company. So um, I do a lot of a lot of landscape and uh, concrete designing, you know, build gazebos, so stuff like that. So I was mainly focused on that. I'm like, you know, work comes first. Understandable. So, um, saw the launch trailer of Taken King, and I seen a Titan with a hammer in his hand, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, that's great! I came back probably about a week after Taken King launched because I was late. And Rob put me on self-res duty. He said, no, nope, you don't know nothing about this game still. <laughs> oh you're a self-resing warlock. Funny. You're, you know, you're a self-resing warlock. You know, you need to grind to, what was it, 270, I remember. He said, you got to get to 270 to do the nightfall. And I said, okay, I'm going to grind. And I, when I'm talking, I grind. I did that in one night. Nice. I nonstop. Nice. I did it nonstop. Got to 270. And I said, all right, let's do this nightfall. And I think I set the world record for most self reses in a nightfall. <laughs> but hey, got it done. You know, yeah. got it done. So we, uh, we, we, we beat it. And then he said, all right, you know, weekly reset's coming up. You're going to do a little bit more grinding. Then we're going to take you through the new raid, King's Fall. And I said, I, I can't wait. That was a disaster, uh, you know? Oh, no. It was, it was a disaster. I think I wiped him on totems a good 15 times. Yep, that was oh, me. Oh, no, um, I remember totems. <laughs> um, yeah, totems is tricky. Yeah. War Priest, I... War Priest... I did take the aura at War Priest. I said I wanted to do something that was hard because I wanted to redeem myself. So they taught me how to do, they taught me how to do the aura. So I took the aura. I made the shots because I was just like, look, if I can stay alive, you guardians are higher power light than me, so I should be the one holding the aura so you could do damage. You know, so it made sense. So we we got it, um, and then uh, did the old trick at uh, that's uh, you know the daughters of oh I'm torn I'm gonna jump off self res I don't want to do it <laughs> that was me I was a quitter ask I was a quitter you know I was just like well no because they explained to me they said this fight you can't practice how to run you just have to do it at Oryx you, we can actually teach you how to run so I said okay they were really cool really cool gamers so I uh, they got they got they got us to Oryx and then Oryx they said you run run ten times and try it out. It took me 10 times to even make it to the end, you know, but I got it, you know, because, you know, I was just getting used to the warlock and um, I died a lot, wiped us, but it was a good experience. They treated me with respect. Um, the guys didn't know that I was best friends with Rob. So they just treated me like a normal gamer and I really, really respected it. But that's when it really hit me to where I was like, OK, this game's pretty sweet. Let's 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 take it to the next level. Let's 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 make another character. And Rob's like, you need to make a Titan. And I was like, yep, I need to make a Titan. I need to know what that flaming hammer's all about. <laughs> so I got to that mission, and I shit you not, I replayed that mission 50 times. Oh, wow. Super Mario's, <laughs> throwing hammers, I enjoyed it so much. It was just like the moment for me when I bonded with that Titan. And <clears> there was just no stopping. I I've done, I did everything that was trolly in D1 on that Titan. I was the... the the weapons of or the blessing and armor of light bubble and mayhem with suppressor nades and no backup plans and I, the fun I, you know, police. I so much <laughs> the fun police I did so much stuff and I had 
I had such a good time and it was just, it was, it was really to the point where I'm like, man, this is cool. And then I started challenging myself, like, what can I do? You know? So fast forward, got all my characters leveled up, played the hunter, really loved Blade Dancer Blink. Um, you know, hey, I, I was pretty good at it. And then I said, okay, you know, let's, let's go into trials and stuff and PVP. And uh -oh. I realized that, hey, you know, I'm a PVE player, but I can play PVP. Like I was good at COD and everything. And, you know. I realized that there was some great talent in the PvP community and um, struggled with getting my first Flawless. We did 13 cards in one night, got Jesus. to the ninth win every time and lost. Mm. And I was I was beat up and I said, one more, one more. We got one more and we got it. Nice. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it, it, where it started getting into the Twitch atmosphere, it was more of, it got to the point where I'd log on and... Too many people would want to be in party chat together and we didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough space, you know, we only used, you know, PlayStation chat. So yeah, but one of, one of my community members, Dina, she just said, well, there's this thing you could do is broadcast your gameplay. And I said, I don't even know what Twitch is, you know, she just said, just hit the button. So hit the button and people started hanging out and chat and it got to the point where I just didn't know, I like didn't know what to do. You know, I was just like, I started looking up, you know. The main thing that every streamer does, how do you grow on Twitch? How do you grow an audience? How do you do this? Like I Googled everything and it was just the same answer. Consistency and you know, networking. And I was like, all right. And that didn't work. I was chilling with Nightbot every day. We were home. <laughs> it was, you know, no viewers and just, just my friends were in chat. And I was just like, what do I want to do? Like, how can I like separate myself? And um Pulled out my iPad and just said, I'm going to post on every forum possibly. Every hour. Every hour I made a posting on every forum. Every LFG, any site, any fire team thing you could possibly post. And just be like, hey, you know, I'm looking at game. I'm looking at game. Didn't work. Maybe maybe get one, two people coming to chat a day. But, you know, hey, it's something. One to two viewers, that could be one to two lurkers a day. And that could be huge. So I just kept with it. And... One day, uh, you know, after we we did our raids, because we had our like our set fire team, our six solid gamers that always played together. Um, we were just in the tower together, and we had the little kindergarten chasing us around, messaging us nonstop. And I was like, "Hey, I used to do that. I used to spam people in the tower and say, hey, you want to do a nightfall? Want to do this?'" Mm -hmm. And this guy was like, "Look, I'm 280. Me and my buddy, we just can't get above it. He's 285. I'm 280. I'll never forget this message." And he was just like, "We want to do the new raid." We've been trying. People just don't want to play with us. They don't want to give us a chance. And I was like, hey, I was in that, I was in that, you know, predicament. So let's give him a shot. So we invited him. We got us, got us for them too. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, let's, let's do King's Fall. And my buddy's like, let's just take him through hard mode. And I'm like, oh, you want to, huh? You want to just, just go for it all? And he's like, yeah, whatever. They, they were struggling to get normal. Let's, let's give them a, a treat and take them through hard mode. And when I say we smashed it in 45 minutes, we killed it. Like Literally, just they just knew everything. They did their homework. They watched videos. They knew exactly what to do in every fight. They just needed someone to help them. So it was cool. And just the, excite, the excitement they got of beating that raid, never forget it. And I've met, the, I've met those two guys in real life. Oh, wow. Um. They were, you know, one was my 49th follower and one was my 50th. Wow. And we're almost at, so we're almost how, how did you guys now. meet? That's that's really interesting. Helped them beat the raid and they were just, you know, pretty much been followers ever since. But uh, how did I meet them? That's another story. That is, it's kind of like one of the miracle stories that happened in, in my streaming career. Um, 
met a guy, he came into my chat, and he said, hey, I want to I beat orcs. I need to do orcs challenge. Uh, so I need the double dose. I need to beat out orcs my first time and do the challenge. I have all the guns. I have everything you can need. I, literally, the guy's account was just pristine. He had every gun in the game. He was ready to go. He just couldn't get a team to do it. I said, all right, it's all good. I'll pop the bubble, stand on the Titan bubble in the middle with Slay Ogres and be the first try. You know, just wiped it out. And the guy literally was one of my great supporters. And I raided with him. And we, he actually um, brought his son in and raided with me. His son was Joey. Um, Joey has his own command in my chat. <laughs> um, his name was Jocko. And he hit me up and he said, look... I uh, would like to surprise my son for his birthday party and fly you and your raid team out. To oh my God, wow. that's crazy. To, 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 to LA. And, you know, I said, you're going to fly us all out to LA. He said, yeah, you know, I, I got an important job and I, I can do that. And I said, okay, well, I'm in. So he flew me and Rob. And, and it was really cool because Rob recently got married around this time. And it was cool for me and my buddy to kick it, you know, so... Me and Rob and the two guys, the two guys that I took to their first raid, they were now helping me with raids. And uh, oh, wow. another guardian that was in our team, so there's five of us. So we all flew out there. The guy, he put us in a loft right on Sunset Boulevard. It was amazing. It was my, I had a blast. And what happened was is that Joey got dropped off at the loft. And I hid in the bedroom and he walked in and everyone was just like, hey, you know, my name's so-and-so and so-and-so. And he like started to realize that the fire team was there. <laughs> and I come walking around oh the corner. Oh, my God. I come that walking around so, the That's amazing. That's so adorable. That's so cool. like, oh, my God. So, so, so I come running around the corner and I go, hi, Joey. And my name's Clyde. And when I, when I said the kid lost his shit, he lost his shit. He was done. <laughs> uh, he, oh, my uh, God. That's so precious. You know, he was hyped. So... I mean, I was, I was astounded. I was like, how can playing a video game have an impact on someone? Because I was still at the point of questioning, like, is this real? Like, does this stuff happen playing video games and streaming? Like, can you really impact someone's life like this? And it was real, you know? And I uh, never forget it. So this was the first time I was ever going to do a cam stream. I plugged in the PS4 camera and I said, hey, chat, you know, you guys have never seen me on camera before, but I'm going to do it. Because that's the first thing I wanted to do was build an audience without a camera first. Uh, I always feel like that was important to do. But nowadays, Twitch is different. You got to have a camera. You got to show, um, you know, excitement and stuff. And I always tell people that want to start streaming, get a camera. It works. So I'm about to post a clip. We were playing and I just got wrecked. Um, Did Nightbot just delete that? No, too? You're good. <laughs> You're good. The mod, the mod can grab that clip and repost it. Uh, let's see. Well, let me post Freaking it. Night bot. Just, just if you if you want to just re-clip it. Uh, the link should be in chat. People can post it. Anyways, I was playing with him at the time, and I gave him my scuff. Oh, nice. And that was on camera, and I bought that scuff probably a week before. I just really wasn't into scuff controllers. It didn't feel right for me. And so I told his dad, like, hey, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to play with it. He's going to see me playing with it and think it's my controller. I'm going to give it to him. So he, uh, he was hyped. And that was the clip of me giving it to him. 
and uh and, you know it was just cool man we raided with them all day took, took them through raids and had fun and had hype and you know stuff like that just just shows that you know you give a little bit and you get a lot in return and uh it's kind of like where it was like the stepping stone for me to like kind of realizing like okay helping people with raids is kind of cool and i was the guy that was just helping people i remember it was like players like me uh james work um sniperton syntax seven even logan scott you know those were the guys that were helping people through raids but like i was studying how everyone did their raids and i wanted to be different every time i get people in my fire team it's i can't do this i can't do that that can't shit don't work with me you can do anything you want you gotta put your mind to it you know i've been told my whole life i can't do something and i've achieved everything so i was like pushing people pushing people to play harder and i want to teach them every mechanic and like i just had I had kings fall down to a science, stand here, shoot this, do this, do that, stand here, watch this. And I would focus all my attention on them and I'd teach them the whole raid. And like, that's what kind of, you know, one day I just look down and I see, oh man, there's 60, 70 people watching. What do I do? I don't know what to do. I freaked out. I was like, man, I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you, you, um, I took a break. I went to that. So I, so I went and took that vacation and I did that stream and it was all hyped. And I come back 30 viewers and I was like, what, what happened? Consistency. People want to see consistency. You know, you go away for four or five days. They're like, man, I'm gonna go somewhere else. That's just how it is when you grow. And, uh, just kept pushing, kept pushing. But you know, I was always a lone wolf. I never asked anyone for anything. I never went to another streamer's chat. I never announced that I was a streamer too. I would always whisper them and just tell them, hey, you know, I do this too. I play the game. Sometimes I stream it. Not looking for any handouts. Maybe we could play sometime when you're live and I won't be live. Kind of just showing the respect. Like I'm not here to use you. And uh, I got ignored. Mm. Literally got ignored. Because, you know, no one knew who I was, you know. And uh, I uh, was just like, man, okay, you know, you got to push harder. You got to work harder. And uh, all I did was sit there and push and push and push and push. And uh, that's when Rise of Iron came out. And that's when I started prepping. I had 100 exotic engrams in my vault. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, let's go. And I, I triggered Chad on purpose. I didn't ever pop him. So I told him, I said, I don't need these engrams to hit max level. I just know how to play the game. And that's when I started showing people like, look, I got all my quests done, boom, boom, boom. And I was like almost max power. I was like 20 away. And they were like, just, just go pop your engrams. I'm like, all right. But I just wanted to show you I could get close. And Rise of Iron King, uh, the Wrath of the Machine. And uh, I know this was one of the questions. Hands down, that is one of my favorite raids. King's Fall holds a place in my heart just because of that's what a raid I started to stream and help with. But Wrath of the Machine is kind of what pushed me to go to the limit and try harder that's when i started doing the low man challenges and speed runs and, you know. and i think in my opinion that was one of the more difficult raids arguably because yes. i mean it was pretty mechanic heavy and yeah. i mean for me the daughters forget about it if i'm if i'm torn yeah. we're wiping that's just I, yeah. I you know and i i'm just not really big on jumping and ask shadow i mean i think i think think the activity that took us the longest to complete were the tomb ships because (laughs) horn couldn't jump across 
Oh man, past the, the ships. ships. Yeah, it, it, you know it, it. It it was all good, and I had a great time with it. But you know, like like I said, Wrath of the Machine is kind of what what brought more people in, and um, that's like kind of when I started getting noticed. And uh, one day, I'll never forget it. I was sitting in the tower. I was a noob, and I hosted someone, and I didn't end my stream. You ever seen people do that where they throw a host, but they don't end their stream, so it's still showing? I yeah. Still to this day, I mean, it's because we're fairly new to Twitch. We've been around for maybe right. a couple months on here, and I sometimes yeah. forget because got to remember a lot of things. There's a lot of steps you got to go through, and... Um, I think we're still fairly new at the Twitch thing. We had our show on all the other platforms up until a couple months ago, and I realized, you know, Twitch is kind of an important platform to have. It is, it is. You know, and it it, it took us some steps, but, you know, in, in, in stories like yours, it, it really goes to show how amazing the Destiny community is and how special it is. It's... I was sitting there and luminosity pops in my chat and PVP player God, you know, and he's like laughing. He's like, yo, your stream's still on. And I'm like, right. I'm like, well, since you're here, we might as well talk for a minute before I end it, you know? And I was just talking to him and I was like, Hey, you know, we should play Charles sometime. And it was funny. An actual week later, I won his raffle and went there and played with him. That was cool. And um, I had a good time. But again, brings me to the other story. People started to notice me. And one night, no, when I was doing, by the time I started doing wrath raids, I was doing so many raids a day. I was doing 10, 12 raids a day. I mean, it was, it was rough, you know, sometimes those raids will beat you up and you know, every, every, every night I'd go to sleep, get three hours of sleep, go to work, come home, do it again, again and again, and again. And I was raiding. I just started a fresh raid and Slayer Rage hosted me with 2000 viewers. I did not know what <laughs> to do. I literally panicked. I panicked. I was like, what do I do? It's like 14 hours into my stream. What do I do? And I'm like, I'm staying up all night. I'm taking advantage of this. I'm living in the hype. You can't end a stream on the hype. So I was just like, let's go. <laughs> and I kind of just started showing people what I did. And there was a lot of feedback to him, I guess. And, you know, I just I started getting my name out there. And um, people just started realizing that, hey, you know, these guys aren't messing around. You know, we'd be in those wrath raids and we'd do hard mode. And all of a sudden people would die and they'd be like, we got to wipe. And we're like, nope. No, we don't. You know, we're just three man in every encounter and getting people through. And sometimes I'd occasionally wipe and be like, do you want to learn it? You know, do you want me to wipe? And they're like, no, we want to see you clutch it. Like, let's see it. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'd give, I'd give that option because I didn't want to just simply carry everybody through. But there were sometimes you just, you know, you had to. And um, then it just, it kind of just got to the point where I was just like, all right, you know, this could be a thing. So I'm going to start pushing hard for it because I started seeing other destiny streamers started you know growing and getting their numbers up and i'm like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go for it because i didn't even know what twitch partner meant i had no idea what it was you know i was just like hey i'm streaming you know when would you and, say that you got your big break as a content creator big break um that would have been probably about march of 2017 Age of Triumph. That was, that that was yeah, right around there because of I got partnered in June, and um, right before that, like it's, it, it, I actually started reaching out more. I started popping in people's streams. I'm like, you can't be a lone wolf. You can't do it on your own anymore. 
you 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 know you got to you got to introduce yourself to the community and um i just wanted to do it on my own i didn't want any help you know what i'm saying i was cuz that's what people told me you can't do it on your own you can't but i you know i achieved an audience i achieved an audience that could watch me every day and it was in the 60s you know so i was like i feel like i did good so far so you know let's try reaching out so i uh, go into james works chat and uh i said hey man let's raid said, I don't know who you are. Put your name on the list. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, put my name on the list. Didn't get in. I didn't, I didn't get in. And because uh, me, me and James were like, he, he was a little bit bigger than me at the time. And uh, I was just sitting there laughing. I'm like, you know, this guy does what I do, you know, and I, I really respect him. You know, he was, he was cool. So the next day I come in and I see someone activate that, that destiny command, you know, where you could check raid stats. And I'm like, all right. I don't want to do this, but I ran the command and James looks down and he goes, this guy's got like 400 clears on this raid. We got to get him in here. <laughs> so I, 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 I raided with them. Me and him were laughing and um, I started seeing how different it was to play with another person because there'd be stuff that I'd want to do in the raid, but it, it was his show. I had to go off of what he was saying. You never want to do that. You never want to go into someone's channel and take over their raid ever. Or any content they're doing. Like, if you're on their channel, you're doing what they want. So I was messing it all up. He was doing call-outs, and he'd be like, hey, you know, kill your captains now. And I'm like, uh, James, I already have the cannon in my hand. Whoops, sorry. I'm going to slow down. And it was just funny. And James, and at that point, he knew who I was. But, like, there's a guy that plays with me in my community now. His name is uh, Coach Doyle. He didn't know who I was. And he, he kept complaining, and he's like, at the end of the raid, he said, I couldn't shoot a single damn ad in that raid because <laughs> this guy was standing next to me. <laughs> and James is like, yeah, you know, he, he does this and he games a lot. And like, that's kind of how that, you know, that started. And me and him started hanging out together. And uh, that's when people just started seeing like it was a thing. People love seeing us play together and like seeing me playing with other people. And like, that's when people started kind of reaching out to me saying, hey, you know, there's this Twitch partner thing and you should go for it. And that's when I started to grow gray hair. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was the most stressful thing in my life. Literally. I mean, I did eight years in the Marine Corps and becoming a Twitch partner was the most stressful thing ever. I'm telling you. It, um, it, oh man. Now, when, when, just, just, when you got partnered, it was actually more difficult to get partnered, correct? I it think was hard. They, it was, it was very difficult. Yeah, they made it I was told that I need to wait. I was told that I need to wait. And I wanted to apply so bad. So I waited and I was about, I was around a hundred average at the time. And um, I checked my averages. I checked my scores. You know, I checked everything. There was like five different websites you can go on and check your average because there I heard that's what they use. And um, yeah, put in the first app 24 hours later on the dot. So if you put that app in at 1201, 24 hours later at 1201, you get a denial. That was it. And there was no, there was no reason why, like, like now they'll send you a message like, Hey, we don't see enough growth or you're getting hosted too much. There was just a fat no back when I applied and I was like, man, I didn't get it. Or no, no, no. My first one got ignored. I didn't get an answer. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't get an answer. I waited two weeks and someone said, don't apply again because if you apply too much, there's actually been something in the past a couple of years ago where someone applied too much and Twitch made them wait six months. They put months. a freeze on them, right? They put a freeze wow. on them. Yeah. But I applied anyway. I applied two weeks later, 
got the auto deny and I said, all right, at least they, they wrote something. So I got denied. So then I said, I got to keep pushing. My numbers kept grinding. My numbers kept going. And, you know, then I get to like the 110. And then I was at like a 110 average for about three weeks now. I applied again. I was so hyped. Every day people kept asking, did you get her here? Did you hear anything? Did you hear anything? I didn't get the 48 hour denial. So I'm like, oh boy, something's happening. <laughs> yeah. Next day, auto denial. Oh, they were just laid on oh, it. No. Oh man. So the second so the oh, my God. So the second one got shot oh, down and it bad. said apply to you know, it said apply three to six weeks later. And I said, I ain't doing three to six. I'm going two to four. You know, I'm going in the next two weeks. Fuck the system. So two <laughs> Yeah. So I said two weeks later, I said, All right, we're at a month strong of hundred and twenty plus concurrent. There's no way they could there's no way they could shut me down because you know, back then it was around 120 to 130 for a full month. You had to have it for a full month. And um, I was streaming. Uh, it was Thursday night. It was, uh, the, it was, was it May, May 30th, May 31st, something? Yeah. And I was streaming, didn't hear anything. And the, the app was literally two weeks late. Like, I didn't hear anything. So they're like, oh, they're reviewing your channel. You'll be fine. You know, it's going to take a couple weeks. Ended stream. It sat down, ate some dinner. And it was like midnight. And as soon as, like, as soon as it struck midnight, I look at my phone and I see the little Twitch app. And I knew it was an email. And they said, you've been accepted into the partner program. And I lost my wow. shit. Oh, I lost my That's shit. That's awesome. That's great. So, so I, I went to work the next day, rushed home, got home, and I was like, chat, we did it. I'm filling out all these paperwork. I'm sending in the tax forms like we're doing it. And they're like, oh, yeah. So, like, when I'm filling out all these paperwork when I'm live, they're like, oh, two to three days, we'll get back to you, and we'll get everything set up. That night, 12 hours later, the sub notification went off. My sub button was live in 12 hours. It was unreal that it went through that fast. And I seen the little ding and the little zombies walking across the screen because I had no notifications, you know. <laughs> it's like your basic OBS, you know, Streamlabs uh, notification. And it just broke. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, we have a sub button. Like, that's a thing. And uh, if, you, if you guys want to see that clip, I got that clip as well. <laughs> uh, we got all the stuff. But, uh, nice. I don't know if someone wants to permit yeah, me. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. Wow. Excuse the language. It's so this. crazy. How long did it take until you started out on Twitch? Uh, Fourteen months. Partnered. Fourteen months. Fourteen months. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You have some that's hustle. When the sub button went live. Let me tell you. I was in vault, vault of glass three ninety, and I freaked out. And uh, yeah, my my chat broke it pretty much. That's amazing. They, uh, so I got a the funny story is I got affiliated two weeks before that. Um, when they gave me an affiliate button, like they gave me the cheering, my chat broke it. it was, the cheers were 42 minutes behind. People were cheering and saying, I'm cheering 100 bits and it's 1201. It was like 1242 when we saw that. So they broke it bad. You know, they, uh, they've done some things. And... Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it, it was nuts. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they asked that, like, what was that moment like? And you can't take that moment away. You can't. And I was so hyped because it was June 1st and I was attending my first Guardian Con, which, which was 2017. And 
I was hyped. I'm like, I'm going here as a partner. Like I get to meet everybody and introduce myself and I'm so cool. Yeah, that that's not the story. You're not, you're not, <laughs> you know, I go, I went to Guardian Con and no one knew who I was. <laughs> a couple people did, but, uh, you know, it was just, it was just a cool journey. And like, I, uh, you know, that was like right around that time is when the email went out that the affiliates were getting sub buttons. You know, we all know how that went. Everyone was arguing like they shouldn't get it and blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. I was just like, you know, it was me and I'm Sarah Daniels and Snackless. I think we're the last people to get the sub button like that. And uh, it was, you know, it was a journey, man. And I always tell people that's like, you know, I've done... I've done charity events and I've done panels and, you know, me and James do the Pensacon uh, charity stream every year. And, you know, we, we actually did a panel last year and people kept asking, how do you grow on Twitch? I mean, that's the number one question every affiliate has or everyone that's, that's streaming. How do you grow? And I just tell people, just never give up, just never surrender. That's literally the motto in my chat. Like, you just it's... don't, you got to be consistent. You got to reach out. You got to post on forums. You got to get your name out there. And if you don't, that's fine. You can go in the directory and say, you only have three viewers. Find someone that has three viewers and say, hey, let's play together. By the way, I do stream. But if you don't want me to stream playing with you, that's totally fine. I'm just trying to meet new people. And that works because they realize like, oh, this guy wants to play with me. He's not even a streamer. And then maybe if you're playing with that streamer, maybe they'll say, well, hey, I'm playing with this guy too or this girl too. And they, they actually stream too. Maybe that you could find someone that's kind like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about just, just grinding. And it's, it's tough. It's not easy to grow, especially nowadays because everybody streams. Everybody wants to do it. And it's saturated. But you can do it and there's always hope. And you literally just have to separate yourself. Like I always tell people, be entertaining. Be fun to watch. You don't have to be, you don't have to be good at the video game. Just be entertaining. You know? I look like it as it's a TV show. As soon as I hit start streaming... I'm wild. I'm crazy. I, I I try and hype it up. I do stupid stuff, and I make people laugh. That's that's doing? awesome. And you know, it really goes to show that if you work hard, it pays off, right? And uh, I mean, I did team no sleep for over those fourteen months. I did team no sleep. I mean, I was beating myself up. It wasn't healthy, you know. And now, you know, even now, people lots like to take a break, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, oh no. Well, now it's lots of gamer stuff, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I uh, just, man, it, it, it's just an incredible journey and just anybody can do it. And I applaud people that can do it, you know, just like, I'm, and I'm starting to see that now, you know, I'm starting to, I'm trying to branch out and, you know, network myself. And I, I, I started a YouTube channel and I realized like YouTube's a totally different story. Like it's hard to grow on YouTube. Yeah. Now that and, is a saturated um, market right there. <laughs> that, yeah. It's saturated, but you know, I, but if I make some cool little introduction mm -hmm. video and teach you how to do some certain things in the in the raids or certain things in these activities, people well, just like, like you said, being and consistent and everything. Like we had Houndish on here, and he is like a machine pumping out the videos. He's a he's a, he's a like machine. He, yeah. I watch. Yeah, Houndish. he's like the first one to get his video out, like all the time, and it's like I watch Houndish yeah. all the time. Such a hardworking guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And those guys, and now the streamers are uploading their YouTube videos right when they're live. They're just ripping the feed. Yeah, yep. You rip the feed, you go in, you highlight it, and you and you upload it. And like that's how you got to be. And like that's how I've been talking to these guys. And people have been trying to teach me how to video editing software. And they're like, you don't need to do all this stuff. Just rip the feed, throw it on the internet, and get it out there. It doesn't need to be fancy. And it's true. I've done crazy boss bakes and low mans and 
world's first kills and meme kills and killing bosses with every gun, no guns and no comms. And I literally put out a video on how to get the service revolver of me sitting in the tower and it got 48,000 views. <laughs> you know how much those, those average boss bait kills get 1000, 2000, no one cared, but it was still cool for me to put out. But if you put these, these instructional videos out there, like how to do this, how to do that, people watch it. And to me, it's just like, you know, I just don't overlook it. Like I don't, I don't need a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. I don't need a hundred thousand subscribers on on Twitch or whatever. If it's if it's bound to happen, it's going to happen. But you know, it's it's all about consistency. And you know, I'm thankful enough that I'm I'm friends with a lot of the 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 great players in Destiny and the great streamers in Destiny, and they're always asking, reaching out to play with me to do certain things. And you know, yeah. It, it's a, it's it's an honor to have that, but you know, you know, it's really interesting because I I love all the YouTubers who are creating content and they're doing amazing work, but I don't think I've connected with them as much as I've connected with guys like you and James Work, and uh, you guys just create an atmosphere where you can have that personal interaction, where you can talk about the game as. Everything's unfolding. Once Bungie puts out an article, you better believe. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. it. We're going over it. And, yeah, it's, it's 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 something. It's you know, I, I tell people like, you know, it's uh, it's fun, it, you know, and just just to extend your help out to people and just go, hey, I'll help you through this content. Let's go, and they're just shocked because you know, they're just shocked that you're willing to take them through. And I've helped people with you know, I, I have that motto too. Anybody can raid. I've helped people with, you know, one-handed, partially blind, um, mental illnesses, health mm-hmm. issues, you know, you name it, I've done it. Um, I actually did, a, I've done deaf raids, people that are deaf. Oh, wow. Took them two raids and I've explained it. I, uh, I had a D1 raid where someone was deaf. Uh, I told them to turn on vibration on their controller and I would melee them when they would have to follow me. Uh, did it that did a raid that way, and then I did a D two raid where I would just send them whispers through Twitch and explain every single encounter, and that that person ended up being a, a solid raider, and um, you know it's just cool to extend it out and done a lot of father and son raids, and that's always cool to get the father and son to bond together and um, just like father daughter raids. Shadow Price it, actually it, has it, a little it, one who he's <laughs> been getting into Destiny himself. I have a few Aww, little ones. So yeah, I have, I have four <laughs> little guardians. Well, if you, but, yeah, um, a few. Actually, yeah, he's been around town. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've just tried to to uh, literally just you know branch it out there, and um, it's 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 just amazing, you know. And I, I realized like, how can I grow even more? So you know, I was I was labeled as the service streamer. You know, people like calling that in the directory. The service streamer, pretty much, they provide a service and. Uh, I realized that, you know, sometimes that's not the best to be. And I started to branch out and I started doing, okay, guys, not only am I doing, going to help you with raid help on all platforms, but uh, I want to do some cool stuff. I want to do some bakes. I want to do some low man stuff and do some, you know, instructional stuff. And it was kind of good to branch out of that because unfortunately it was just, it was a dog eat dog world when it came to that. I would tell people like, look, I'm a little tired. I'm going to do some strikes or something. I'm done with raid. Boom. Half the viewers are gone. Because those were the people that were just around to use me. And I didn't like that. Um, that was really hard to branch out. It scared me. It still scares me to this day. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to do some boring things in Destiny today. I'm just going to do bounties or do some, some lost sectors. But people are there. 
they're there. They got my back. And I'm like, I'm like, I respect it, you know, but it's, uh, yeah. So what would you say are some challenges that you faced as a content creator early on in destiny trying to break out? Earning the respect. That was a big one. I mean, anybody can do raid help, but if you go into a raid and an LFG raid and you're trying to tell people, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you the raid. They don't know who you are. They're probably not going to listen. Everyone's trying to be the chief, you know? So it, it was mainly getting the respect out there and um, trying to make everyone known that in the, in the community that plays the game, the people that watch me and the people that actually stream the game, that I'm just chill and I'm going to tell you how it is. If I don't like you, I don't like you. I ain't scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm not scared to say anything on, on, on anything, you know, on, on any platform. There's been times that I've just, you know, I just realized that I need to stay away from certain people just because they're just not my vibe. You know, I always, you know, I always say it in my chat. I don't like the crybabies. I don't like the people that whine. I wasn't raised that way, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, the people that whine about this game, it just really irritates me. But <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, I mean, one of their games stays, has stayed relevant for five straight years. Like just, you know, they, exactly. That's what they don't, you know, and I've met the devs and they got a lot of, you know, I've played with the devs. I've raided with them and, you know, I, I uh, I always tell people like you don't understand, you know. And I always I always I always have a good sentence that I always tell people like you want to blame the devs for something wrong. You read in the tab or the update. When you go into work tomorrow, I hope everyone tells you at work that you suck today. And you're just Aww. you know yeah because game development's that's hard. How they game feel. development's not easy. You know that's <laughs> how they feel. They go into work and they read the emails, they read Reddit, they read the post, and they're you're pretty much telling them that they suck. Yeah. And you wouldn't feel good that way, so don't do that to other people. And uh, you know, I was just like, let's just talk about it, and get it over with. But I mean, challenges, yeah. It was just pretty much just growing and kind of getting into that that section of, do I want to go for it? Do I want to grow on this platform? Because that's a big step. And then literally just staying consistent with it and growing and trying to show growth. And you know, I'm still doing it to this day. I'm trying to grow larger so I can reach out to sponsors. You know, that that interests me. You know. It's funny, we all get these emails about, why don't you sponsor our toothbrush? Like, bro, come on. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the, your toothbrush, your little protein bars. Like I want stuff that I game with every day. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of these some of these these uh companies they want more and it's always good to grow more and it's always good to, you know, um, branch out and um you know, I've been on front page, I've I've done huge cherry streams and you know, I I we did a me and James did a block for uh, make a wish for um, make a wish foundation and uh, i got like triple hosted it king of thallion lupo and crafty and i was on front page there was sixteen thousand people in my chat i didn't <laughs> i freaked out i was just like, i kept yeah. i kept looking i kept looking at the number and i was like man and chat's just moving and i'm like man i'm real nervous but i kept my cool and it was cool we raised a lot of money you know i'm, I'm big on charities you know i do i do a lot of i do a lot of homeless shelter and va uh charities off stream awesome. as well like um for uh, Thanksgiving, I go drop off 25 turkeys to the VA, 25 turkeys to the local homeless shelters, and then play a little Secret Santa in the wintertime. And me and James have been doing our Pensacon streams. You know, those are really fun. Hanging out with celebrities and stuff. Last year, we got to hang out with Joey Fatone. He came on the stream with us, and we did the Bye 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 <laughs> dance. That was funny. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it just some of the, you know, some of the stuff, you know, Flash Gordon and some voice actors. And it's just cool. Pensacon's really cool. It's in Florida. It's in Pensacola. It's it's every February. It's dope, you know. And I've done the you know the St. Jude's and 
it's just you know it's just cool to just get involved with everything guardian con's amazing you know but last year was amazing next year it's going to be even better and gcx is going to be you know dope i would definitely suggest anybody to go to that because it's it's a great time to be we're definitely going next year like we're, yeah i cannot um, wait to go to guardian con yeah. next yeah. year it, yeah it's a it's a good time definitely stay at the resort that's where everything's at and you guys will get to meet other podcasts and you guys will be able to you know branch out and it's just it's just everyone's friendly everyone's yeah, just even you know, when i was we weren't like we didn't have the podcast i went in 2016 and i met i met um i met cosmo i met triple rec i met the guys from fire team chat i met destin i met fran um i met sean i i met met a lot of people and everything and it's just like they're like people they're people like us and everything you know we're all people and stuff you know that play this game yeah it's uh it's it's real chill and what people just you know it's it's pretty cool how the destiny community is so open and willing to help out like even when we were getting started as a podcast uh pope bear reached out and helped me out with some of the audio issues that we had and nick the guy who edits their podcast helped me out and i've made so many amazing friends now in the community because of podcasting because of meeting all of these amazing people in our community and i'm i feel very blessed yeah i mean that's cool to see them reach out to i mean it's you know they're uh they're 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 a great group of guardians you know and uh I was I was honored when they reached out to me. You know, Pope sent me a DM and said, "Hey, you know, you want to come on, you know, BCP." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, and just the positivity of, you know, doing the show and seeing, you know, the positivity in chat, and then people just coming in the chat and saying, "Hey, I just watch your episode. I respect what you do. I think it's cool that you help people." And then it's just you know, it kind of just branches out, and that's just you know, it's really cool to see that, and it's like it's cool to see like you know, like him to reach out to you is like how the bigger streamers reached out to me when I was growing. So like, I definitely can be in your shoes for that. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah. And you've been on DCP how many times now? I've been on there once. Once. Okay, cool. I've been on, uh, I did a podcast with couch potato, DCP fire team chat with you and next month resolute. Nice. Has invited me. So. Rezocast? That's. The Rezocast, yes. yep. Okay. We've actually been in, in contact with them too. Really good group of guys. They do amazing good work cool, in our cool. community. And it's it's amazing how our community just comes together to help each other out. You mentioned charity work. Like, it's amazing every year how much money the entire Destiny community comes together to raise for children and for such awesome causes, whether it be a hurricane that's going on in Texas or Florida, everybody Mm -hmm. comes together in the coolest way in the Destiny community. And I think that our community does so much good and there's so many passionate individuals here who work so hard to produce amazing content like yourself, James Work, Houndish, Nem, and so many other content creators. Oh, there's a long list of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so many. That's yeah, cool. So it's a good time. Clyde, are there any challenges that you would say that you face today as a streamer still? Try uh challenges today. Uh pretty pretty much the struggle of not being able to game with as many people as I want to every day, you know? 
that's that's probably the you know the hard thing you know trying to help everybody that I possibly can because it's hard you know some people watch you for true you and I've went over that but some people literally just come in and they go can I get some help with this and you tell them no like you're busy at the moment and they just don't come back and it's like I've been trying to uh, think of uh, community building exercises you know um and I, I keep telling people like look just because you don't play on PC you can play on console but use Discord. Discord is a great community exercise. Like, go in there. Don't mute the channel because I know you probably muted it. You don't need to. Like, go in there. Start talking with people that play on your same platform. Make friends, you know, and I want to see you guys play together more. And, like, that's that's pretty much what it is. Like, finding ways to keep the community together because now everybody's just on this PC versus console thing. And it's, it's yeah, you know, it's. You know, it's just different and, you know, you can't even compare them. And I don't even let people talk about that. As soon as people even start talking about that in my chat, I'm like, look, we don't, we don't talk about it around here because it's a never ending pit, you know? And I always tell people like, look, if you, if you want to complain so bad, go somewhere else. And, uh, you know, another thing I can note though, is if you guys do play on console, definitely get an SSD. I just put one in my PS4 Pro and it's amazing. Um, uh, it took me five minutes to do. But I can definitely see the difference. But, you know, yeah, I always tell people, like, I, I a lot of people that have come into my chat and have asked, like, you know, is PC worth it and stuff? Um, I hate to go off topic here, but... Um, That's totally cool, man. Please you gotta, do. You, you got you to think that next, you know, next year when these come out, if you've seen some of these specs that these next-gen consoles are going to have, I mean, it's like a supercomputer. It's, it, it's, it's not going to be cheap, and... Um, I, I was the same thing. I came from PS4. I didn't want to. I didn't even want to buy an Xbox. But my community was like, "Hey, we're gonna get you one." And they did, and I leveled it up. And I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And cross save has just been. This is gonna be the first DLC that I get cross save enabled. So I'm 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 psyched for that. So I don't have to. I don't have to worry about leveling up. Who knows? Maybe I'll even get a PC, PS4, and Xbox clear before the reset. Get the triple crown. You know? <laughs> but uh, it's um. Tell people, like, look, if you're passionate about it, if this is a game that you play all the time, you know, yeah, why not upgrade? Why not buy a PC? But you don't need to, you know? And I, that's one thing I'll never do. I'll never main PC because I yeah. came from console, and the console community is what built me. And people are surprised. Like, I can go into my dashboard right now and look and see the recent people that have watched my streams. And then you want to know what? Console beats the web every time more people watch from console than the internet and it's crazy so like you, you just can't do that and um i've just met so many great gamers on uh, console that have stuck with me for a while and it's just i enjoy it i enjoy just bouncing around and i love like because before when i would just stream on ps4 people come in like you help on xbox i'm like nope they'd be like all right see you later screw this guy i'm out it, i was just like man that sucks so that's when I started playing on Xbox and I started swinging back and forth, back and forth. And then PC came out and it was just like, man, now I got to juggle all three. And it was just like, <laughs> geez, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I just, I just want to see it. I know what this game can do. I've seen it at its highest. I've seen it at its lowest. It's, it's getting there. It's really good right now. I'm excited for this, you know, Crucible Labs coming back 3v3. Oh yeah. Those, um, those maps, we know Twilight gonna, Gap. Those and... Yeah, oh yeah. Windows Windows Core, yeah. Like everything is everything's gonna bring the game back and PvE content is gonna be at its true finest and I just want the community back to where I know it is and I just I just really, really, really want you know everything that's good for it because it's my hobby. I play this game a lot. I've got a lot of hours in this game, you know. <laughs> thousands and thousands of hours and um I uh just you know, I just I just wanna see it do good, but yeah. Answering the question is just 
yeah, for the biggest challenge is just, you know, seeing what I can improve every day. That's be my solid answer. Yeah, that's that's really that's really awesome. And you, you know, you do you're such a hardworking guy and you you're you're so loyal to your community and that's that's a very admirable thing. Yeah, I mean that's just you know I've tried I've tried branching out, playing other games, it's just nothing really is uh you know caught my eye. I mean I did play Borderlands three, but it's just it's in a bad bad time for me right now to switch to another game. Yeah. Because I need to focus on Shadowkeep. It's two weeks away, and I can literally only game from now until Thursday because Friday I'm leaving for TwitchCon, and I won't be back until Monday night. That's a day before Shadowkeep, so I like I gotta like try and get all this info out I can and show people, you know, some some tricks and tips and what I'm planning on doing, and you know, it's just on on the subject of tips and tricks. How how are you getting ready for Shadowkeep? What are you doing to get prepared for that day one? raid uh the first thing i did was this is the most important thing ever and i don't care what i'm about to put on youtube later because <laughs> i'm about to make another video but um materials materials and glimmer are the most important one thing i've always ran into in every single installment i've run out of glimmer I run out of glimmer and i always ran out of you know i'd go to infuse something and be like you don't have enough enough dust light shards and i'm like damn you know, like I need to infuse this now, so I literally just stacked up on it. Um, I I made sure that I've had a thousand of each material that you could possibly get. Um, once I got my uh, glimmer to max, I would go into my collections and buy Zavala ships and other side sparrows, which will dismantle into five thousand glimmer and five legendary shards. Yeah, and I'll, I'm doing that with the uh, Zavala's authority ship. Yeah, the Zavala, that's all I have. I have over 200 ships in my vault. That's a million glimmer. I think I'm good. <laughs> so I, uh, I think so too. So I just put a whole bunch of glimmer in there, and I, I stacked up on my materials. I stacked up on tokens, and then I started thinking, what can we do to progress more? And this artifact came out, and everyone said XP. Like literally, they said XP in the in the director's cut like 10, 15 times. It just said XP, 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 and I was like. Okay, what can we do for XP? And I started talking and thinking bounties, about bounties. Yeah. Let's stack some bounties. And I was talking with myself and my community, and I talked to Sweatsicle. And, you know, because me, me and him always, like, you know, chat chat about leveling up and stuff. It's between, like, me, him, Jake, Giggs, James. We're all usually top guardians in the world with light level. And there's, you know, the list goes on. Um, I, um... Just thought, like, what can we do? Let's start testing stuff out. So, uh, actually, on my YouTube, I released a prep video. This was a while ago, and I said, hey, this is the bounties you could do, yada, yada, yada. And it kind of put down the, the foundation because people watch the video, and they'd be like, all right, well, we found this trick and this trick, too. We found out that Guiding Light Ghosts don't stack with Fire Team Medallions, so we're going to use Fire Team Medallions, and we're going to save certain certain bounties. So, like, the bounties that I was saving are certain bounties that aren't going to ruin your power level drops so it's iron banner bounties iron banner bounties don't exist on october 1st there is a chance that they could wipe them because it's been said that in a patch notes back in the day if you had iron banner bounties they get wiped but we proved that on scourge of the past season when that season dropped we had people that had saved bounties now if they're not complete they'll get wiped and then like little things like clan xp bounties and Wanted bounties, you can go to Spider and pick up those two top rows of wanted bounties, you know. And pretty much we're just doing that is because there's a base XP on those. There's 3,000. 
When you pop that bounty, you get a 3,000 XP boost. Now, if you are well-rested, which is times three, that puts you to 9,000. And with a 25% fire team at dying, you're getting 11,250. I know I sound like a calculator right now, but there's <laughs> actually... You, you know, that down to a science. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's written down on Sweat's spreadsheet and everything. Does he have uh, a new we've one? Went, we've just... Well, just a recent one. There, there is a second one out, like, for this prep. Um, oh, I had no idea. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much just everything I'm telling you is on the sheet. And, um, and you know, between me testing out bounties and people testing out bounties for him, we kind of found out that, you know, everything, every bounty in the game except, you know, powerful ones. Like, you don't want to do Gambit stuff. You don't want to do Gambit because they released in this season that if you... Um, do any gambit bounties this was this was the previous season if you do any gambit bounties it ruins your next level up i remember so, that i remember reading that in a twab so people didn't want to do that but there was a discovery that helmet upgrade for your synthesizer at um the drifter you know the the invader helmet upgrade yeah. the collector the reaper and the sentry that bounty is worth 9,000 base. Hmm. Okay. Huh. With well-rested and a fire team of dying, it's 32,000 XP for one bounty. So if you have one of those helmet bounties on each character, it's going to put you at 100,000 XP already towards your But you artifact. don't want to use the ghost that gives you the additional XP? Is that... Oh. It doesn't stack with fire okay. team of dying. Got it. So... Oh. so so what I did is said, oh, okay, we found that out. But that's a powerful, Clyde. What are you doing? You're going to ruin a powerful drop. One, it is a powerful drop. Two, you can do multiple of those per week. And three, yes, if you pop one of those bounties on each character, it's going to give you a total of 300 infamy. That means your first rank up with the Drifter and your infamy at 1,000, you will lose a powerful drop. That's one drop that you're sacrificing. For 100,000 XP towards that artifact, which is going to be two levels up, I think it's going to be worth it. But there's also curveballs now. There's well-rested as an account-wide. It's not per character anymore. And we found out that that artifact is not going to be unlocked until level 7 in the Destiny Battle Pass. So you're not going to fully get this bounce. Everyone thought that we could stack up over a million XP. Yeah, that's not going to be the case now. Bungie's too you do smart not have for to that. Stack a, you don't have to stack a single bounty in this game. And everything I just said about the bounties... Yeah, the only reason I'm doing it is because... Two reasons. One, if it works, hey, I upload my artifact. It doesn't help me on day one raid because you can only be 920. They said that today. It unlocks the perks that I want on the artifact. Hidden on that artifact are perks, certain mods that I want. Let's say I save 30 bounties per character. And Cornolio's playing, and he's just playing, grinding. And I saved 30 bounties per character. And guess what? I'm several, seven levels ahead of you. In my artifact, is it worth doing 90 bounties? In most people, people would say no. To me, yeah, because I can promote the hype. Oh, hey, man, you're you're five levels behind me, seven levels behind me, but I just unlocked this cool mod. You're going to love it when you get there. That's going to make him grind. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make him yeah. grind. He's going to be like, no, nah, oh, I got I to unlock it. I got to unlock it. You having intentional to... grind in the game is like definitely like a good thing. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you don't need you don't need the bounties. So like if I could tell you right now, what can you do right now if you signed into Destiny at no prep? Just literally get your materials. Go check some spider, 
you know, you don't need you don't need ten thousand legendary shards. No, but get your materials. Go there, spend your legendary shards at, at, at Spider. Get some materials. Make sure you got Glimmer saved. That stuff's the most important. Yeah. You want to know? If you want to start saving bounties, you can. I have twenty three or twenty four thousand legendary shards. Wait, twenty three thousand? Yeah, I'm not what? even. You've been, you've been hitting them forages, haven't you? Well, I he doesn't don't infuse anything. As many of them. He never infuses, infused anything. Like, I don't infuse as much. I kind of stick to what I what I like, and I don't really. You've been, you've been hitting them forages, the AFK farming. <laughs> no, I've well, I haven't done any AFK farming. I heard of it, but uh, I've never. Uh, tried that's pretty it. impressive. So you're a hoarder. I get that. I, no, that's I the am. number one oh mistake God. of what people do. I am such that's a. That's the number one mistake of what people do when new content comes out. Um. When, I, I am guilty of that. When I new content comes like out, crazy. you should never... I'm telling you guys right now, October 1st, do not infuse a single item until the raid. Don't infuse it. Don't You don't know if you're going to yeah, use you, it. Yeah, you just put on all the crappy stuff that you get and everything. Put on all the crappy stuff and just deal with it and keep going. Because you're going to use your... I'm, I'm, I'm calling the raid armor we have now or the menagerie armor. Any armor we have right now is labeled as 1.0 to me. And we're going to get 2.0 armor October 1st. You will be in the raid... The brand new raid, you will be in there with your 1.0 armor. You will not be wearing 2.0 armor. One, because you haven't unlocked the, the enhanced perks. And Luke Smith said that himself. He said, I guarantee everyone's going to run their 1.0 armor set and slowly switch over to 2.0 once they unlock all the perks. Because they already stated that you can't unlock enhanced perks unless you do endgame activities. Yeah. So I'm not going to put on some some hand cannon reloader with a shotgun scavenger without my enhanced hand cannon reloader. You know what I'm saying? I want my enhanced perks. I want my, you know, all, all the builds I have. And by the way, if you don't have those perks, guess what? Go do menagerie tomorrow. So how about... Goes up to four drops. How about the um, the Solstice uh, 2.0 armor? Do we know when that's going to drop for us? Yes, they showed that in the Vidoc. As soon as you load into the tower, you go talk to banshee and he gives you a package and it drops you a full set of 2.0 everybody's gonna be pretty much wearing that set and everything now w but would it will it be a viable option once that raid comes out or will we i won't touch that okay i'm going in right now with my this is just me but i'm going in with my armor that i wear now certain mods certain strats that are classified i can't no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, just, I'm just I'm going in with my sets now because it has the perks I want. It has the roles I want. Um, we don't have any mods yet, so if you get a 2.0 armor set, you know you're just you're not going to have the mods you want. So, it, it, but hey, you could game however you want. If you want to roll 2.0 armor, go for it. You know, I mean, it's just like I could tell you one seeker right now, I guess, but I'm going to shocker Mana Titan for the new raid and. Obviously, Bubble is the strongest buff that you can have now, 35%. So I'm going to go in with the Helm of Saint-14. If you Yee. go into your collection right now, the Helm of Saint-14 static roll is doo-doo. So what am I going to do? I'm going to wait for one for... Um, geez, words are hard. I'm going to go into Shadow Keep, and I'm going to go into my collections, and I'm going to buy a 2.0 version of that helmet. That way, if I unlock some basic mod, I can at least put it on there and kind of mix match the 2.0 with the 1.0. But I think that that bubble is going to be needed with the 
helmet because what if I panic? What if what if some ads are coming at me, some Vex ads, and they're charging me and I'm about to die? Well, I pop the bubble, armor of light activated. They're blinded. I'm not dead. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm just Sounds happy like that the bubble's coming to me. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, definitely. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. And what's really good about the... I was talking about this. I always talk about this to my fire team uh, in, in chat. Right now, there's a unity of the Guardians. People might ask, what do you mean a unity? Right now, there's a useful way to have all three playing together. Why? Because the well and the bubble, the, if, if you pop a bubble in the back of a well, the bubble overpowers the 25% of the well because the well is getting dropped down to 25% buff. The bubble is now 35. That is the highest buff in the game, October 1st. So you're going to use the healing from the bubble, I mean the, the well, and you're going to use the buff of Weapons of Light. And if you've seen in the Vidoc, this is the, the best thing ever. Remember sniping or shooting War Priest? And you would check above your super bar to see if you had Weapons of Light buff still? That no longer is a problem because now Weapons of Light has a 15 second counter right there for you on the screen. So you're going to stand in the well, you're going to back up in the bubble, get the buff, stand out and shoot. But hey, there's more. The hunter can now tether the boss and buff heavy ammo. Right now in the game, if you tether a boss, your heavy does not get the buff. It does not buff heavy weapons. That was a thing in D1. They took it away in D2 and now it's coming back. So now it's the easiest DPS in the game. Throw the bubble down, throw the well, tether the boss, GG. That tethered stacks with your bubble, which puts you at a uh, 68%. Instead of 475%, what we're doing now, because auto reload broke the game. Auto reload made everything too easy. I think you just gave so us the strat for the boss completion for uh, the next raid. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm just throwing some tips in there, but it's just, it's going to be viable to where, you know, I, I keep telling people, I keep warning people, like, look, don't just go into the game right now and, and, and take off auto reload and think that's going to be a thing. That's, that's not going to, that's not going to help you. It's, it's going to just come down to of practicing your shots. Go on patrols and try and snipe things or try and shoot things with, with fusions, moving targets, like get your aim going. Because if we're trying to snipe some boss or some, some mini boss of the raid and you're getting flinched by ads because you're 20 power level under and you're missing shots, I mean, that's going to cause wipes. And um, people just really have to, you know, the, the contest modifier can punk you. I mean, I was a witness of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. So I mean, it it's it, um it can really you know phase one, Garon deception of Crown of Sorrow. That guy touched you once and you died. That was really annoying. Yeah, that's what he chopped us that's up. That's what it felt like a d day he one in Destiny One raids. You know, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, he chopped you up. You know, and like people just have to just take a step back and kind of just realize like slow down, and uh, you know just double think. And you know that's kind of where you know I'm hoping to shine. You know, yeah. I take pride in um, being one of the, the only streamers or, you know, one of the few that as soon as a raid drops, three days later, I'm doing help. That makes you stand out when you're just telling people like, hey, I've only got like one or two clears, but I got some friends and we'll bring you in and we'll try and get you to clear. And they're like, oh, he's hoping already. Let's do it. And, you know, that's that, that's that's my goal. So, but I mean, I mean, that's that's what me and James did for Spire Stars. I mean, we were literally shotgunning Valcor the third day fourth day the raid was out we were shotgun one phasing them and people didn't believe it you know that wow. Spire of Stars was actually my least favorite raid and here's a fun fact I loved it 
Really? I need to do that raid and try and Dude, get the I've, order. Dude, I've only beat it once. Order. I will be honest Emo. with you. I, I played it once, I beat it, and then that was kind of it. Um, and actually, I first met James' work through that raid because I wanted uh. to figure out how do I beat this thing, and then I came across James' work, and I just enjoyed his content ever since. He's such a great guy with so many amazing insights on Destiny and and. He's so well-rounded and so willing to help so many people. Oh, man. Me and him were just bringing people in, switching platforms with shotgun them, and just people were just, like, amazed. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. And, uh, you know, that raid that raid took me – that raid put me at a peak of my, my career in streaming. I mean, I was I was peaking at 600, 500 viewers every day wow. when that raid came out. Those people were – there was they just couldn't go anywhere for help. There was other people trying to help, but we were literally just underneath the boss, beating the shit out of them, shotgunning them. And people are like, you can't do this with virgins. I'm like, bring – I'm like, I need two people in chat that never beat it before. I hope you're underleveled. And they'd come in and we'd still do it. And, like, people are just, like, amazed. And they're wow. like, wow, this is amazing. Like, they're just they're just crushing this boss. But, you know, there's – it takes precision, man. It, it takes – I always do it to people all the time. Even if you're raiding with me and I know people that are really good. Out of all of us – all of a sudden, by snapping the finger, I'll just be like, hey, do this now. You know? And you got you got to see how people rate under pressure. Like that's kind of what separates. You know, I'm I'm thankful to have a really helpful community. Like some of these guys that raid with me that help viewers. I mean, these guys have been with me for two years, and um, oh, wow. they uh, you know I've met their families, I've met their wives, you know, and um, just really you know bonded. You know, I'm I'm friends with. I'm literally closer than most of most of my friends in real life with the people I stream with and who I play with. It's kind of crazy because they just, you know, it's like it's like a family. You know? Yeah, because you know, some of your friends amazing. just don't understand, you know, what you do and everything. Like, well, no, my friends and family, like my mom, she's my, my actual mom. She in real life, she comes in chat and she uh, she talks and yeah, know, she always says good things. And uh, my my aunts and uncles watch from some time and. Uh, uh, we were actually at a family dinner, and my mom yelled at my aunt for not using her Prime sub on my channel. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's... She's like, she's like, you ever heard of Amazon Prime? I'm like, mom, don't say that again. That was funny. It's uh, you know, it's just yeah, but friends don't understand, you know, like Rob, you know, Rob, the guy that taught me Destiny. Literally, I told him about streaming on Twitch, and he was like, you're kidding me. People watch you, and they they can sub to you, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why didn't I think of that? And I'm like. Missed opportunity, bud. <laughs> and um, he actually started streaming for a little bit, and you know, my chat kind of went in there and supported him. And he thought it was cool, but like now it's just you know he's like trying to come back to the game, and I'm like, look, bro, you got a PS4, we got to get you to a PS4 Pro or something. Or and you know, I still talk to him, but it, again, yeah, I mean, it's hard to balance life with streaming. It really is, you know. Yeah. And staying but, consistent oh. too. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, you know, and, and then with this whole YouTube thing, man, it just it, it just sucks your life away, and then, uh, but it's worth it. But you know, I, I, I you know, I always find some time in the day to do something. But you know, it's just hard because when you first start out, you you don't want to take time off. And now I just go, hey, if I'm tired, I'm I'm done. <laughs> you know? well, Clyde, what would you say is the most important lesson that you learned in your life so far? Never give up. Mm, I like it. Never surrender. I like man. it. Don't give up on anything. You know, don't let no one tell you you can't do something because you can do it. Yep. I mean, I, I speak. I speak by that all the time. And uh, hey, and you live I, by I, that I, too. I, so you can I stand see from, by it. Yeah. From, 
everything that you've been able to build and create for yourself. That's it's pretty inspiring. So right. what do you do when you're not playing Destiny? Uh, I mean, you know, daily life. My daily life is wake up, go to work. Uh, you know, obviously I run my company, but I, you know, I have to make sure everything's in order. Um, you know, send out invoices, you know, go on job calls. Um, go to the gym, work out a lot, stay in shape. Uh, and then I, uh, yeah, like now it's just more of, you know, social life again, meeting up with friends, meeting up with, uh, meeting up with friends and family, you know, trying to work in a social life some more and, um, try and think of, I literally just, I, I strive on, uh, becoming better and growing. So I'm always thinking of ideas of how I can um, make my community better and grow and um, doing that now, you know, I just got some really good news and uh, uh, designed by humans reached out and they're going to launch a full merch store for me next month. So nice dude. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, you know, that's huge. And it, Whoa, that's super yeah. cool. That, that, that's, yeah, that's huge. Dude, and what's really cool amazing. is because I told them to wait till next month is because I've been trying to get a hold of them. I've been trying to get a hold of them. So I'm like, look, I love your t-shirts. I love everything, but I need hats. Like, so what I've been doing is if people order a hat for me, I go to lids, I get it made and then I have to ship it out. And I'm like, it's not bad for me, but like literally I just sent out like 60 of them and that was a pain. But I got them all out finally, and I was just like, I need all in one. So they reached out to me, and like they told me, like, yeah, we could do all that for you. And and I'm like, well, perfect, because next month, if you guys know who Young Khan is, he's from Cleveland, where I live as well. He does a lot of emotes and a lot of uh, overlays and a lot of stuff for Twitch and helps people out with cool overlays and animations and you name it, he, he draws it. And uh, I'm actually doing an event next month where I'm going to host him on October 17th in my community my community. I have nothing to do with this. I have no say so. They are going to make emotes for the channel and they're going to make the first t-shirt design. So when that t-shirt design gets made, I'm going to launch it on the, the new uh, website. Cause right now I just use Teespring, but it's kind of cool. I thought of something like maybe instead of me designing something, my community can do it, give them what they want. You know, that's such an awesome yeah. idea. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be anything. It, it doesn't even have to do with anything on my channel. If there's just something cool, you want an emote to float around on Twitch to use that, that that's cool. You know, maybe it could be anything. The, the sky's the limit. So I'm going to be really interested how it works out. And then I also talked to, um, I'll see Anubis. Anubis is the guy that made my logo that, oh, yeah. that you see on stream right really now. He stuff. made that hammer with the C in it. Um, if you've watched my channel before, I actually have a neon light behind me that I got custom made by a local company by me. So that's really cool. And uh, he makes all my animations and my alerts and stuff. And uh, I'm going to talk to him at TwitchCon. So I figured I get him to make a, a launch of merch design. So I have his artistic work and cons. So you got two different artists, two different stuff to choose from. And I think it's really going to work out. I'm really, really excited to, 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 to you know, branch out. And... Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, Young Khan is such a talented a graphics yeah, he designer. Fifteen he's, minutes from me. He's fifteen minutes on the road. <laughs> yeah, he's also really inspiring, dude. He his story is so so awesome, and we're actually going to have him on the podcast too, in just a few weeks. I met him. I met him on the plane. Yeah, dude, he's a good guy. I met him on the plane when he, me and him, every year for Guardian Con, we've flown together and uh, back. 
because we're always on the same flight because we always go around the same time. That's cool. And uh, I met him. The, it was 2016 where, <clears throat> 2017, where he uh, he was like, "Dude, I'm just trying to branch out. I'm trying to get my name out there. I'm gonna pass out cards." <laughs> no one knew who he was. Now, <laughs> this past year, Guardian Connie had his own booth. You know, so it was, it was cool. It was cool to see him grind it. That's amazing. And and you know, I've hung out with him on stream several times and the man's a machine he works non-stop non-stop yeah and so talented yeah and and, and anubis did an amazing job for you he also redid the graphics for red queen as well and he did such a phenomenal job uh on her stuff yeah he's, he's, he's good man yeah definitely a great content creator and uh really smart individual so you mentioned that you're really big on working out and we got a couple of audience questions from Twitter. We have a question from coach Doyle. Oh, this one should be interesting. Coaches coach is the guy that's been around for a couple of years. So coach Doyle wants to know, what do you do for your workout program? Uh, he knows the answer to this. He just <laughs> answered that to be a troll. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I I just do, you know, I always tell people, like, it, it's tough. Um, it's hard to stay in shape for, if you're a streamer, I mean, you're always sitting down. You're not active. I mean, I'm active at work all day, but, like, when I'm sitting down, like, I feel it. I feel, like, energy drains, and uh, I do what they're called drop sets. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Drop sets are, uh, like, let's say you're on a machine and you're cur- curling 60 pounds. Then you pull the pin and you put it at yeah, 50 yeah. pounds and then yep. 40 and 30 and then 20. When you get down to 10, it feels like 100. You know, it's a lot of, it's called muscle confusion drop sets. I do a lot of that. And, uh, hmm. I do a lot of uh, um, UFC um, physical training, military workouts, like just stuff that I've, that I've learned over the years. And um, it's hardcore. Like when I get into it, it you know, but. I don't, I don't really like talk about it like all like that like uh, my channel's been like oh why don't you stream at the gym I'm like that's my time what are you Sorry. listening like, to <laughs> when you're doing it what music do you mm, good question what's, what's your uh, Metallica nice. then seven there we go there we go you know you know Godsmack you know just rocking out and, nice yeah, just throwing shit what, you know? what about yeah. some Tool you ever, you listen to some Tool uh, yeah 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 I'm actually a drummer, so I'm all into that. Tools, Tools, one of my one of the good bands, you know. But yeah, I've actually played the drums since I was little. I actually have a set um, in storage. Um, I'd like to get them set up. Again that's cool. I play guitar. And start so playing. That's, and, nice. Yeah. Right. My dad, my dad plays guitar. My grandpa plays the bass, and uh, yeah, we're a very musical family. But yeah, I'm always just listening to rock, and you know, I throw. I mainly listen to EDM, so dance, and, you know, Lenium and bass nectar and just you know and, and go crush it so <laughs> go crush yeah. it yeah yeah but like you know it's just it, with my kind of work in the winter time see i just plow snow and do home renovations like you know a real estate company calls me and says this homeowner just bought the house for so-and-so x amount of dollars and they need to be it it needs to be refurnished so i go in and just refurnish the whole house nice and um so, so I get a lot of free time in the winter. So the winter time, I get more of a social life, and I can you know focus on working out more, or like you know, just just being more of a, a, a 
living the real life because I mean the summertime like literally it's no life it's it's work stream work stream sleep yeah sometimes no sleep but you know it's your job's it, it's, very it's much lot, in man. demand in in the, in the summertime yeah. I imagine it's a lot but it, yeah. but it keeps me busy it, it keeps me busy mm-hmm. and you know I partied a lot I used to party way too much oh yeah I know um, that <laughs> I literally, literally get off work and go to the bar and that was it and I just I was like I don't want this lifestyle it, it just so gets tiring so after a while you just it's hard it's hard to yeah, maintain it does, that it does. <laughs> It does, and I was just like, you know what? Like, let's just uh, go the other way. And streaming kind of, you know, went there. It's like I don't know. I get excited. I I press the stream button. I, I hit live, and I like I get excited. Like I miss my community, and I like I want to know what they're doing, and like I I want to make something fun that day. And like back to reflecting on people, like you just someone could be having a bad day, and they come in and watch, and they just say something in chat, like you know, I'm feeling a lot better today, just because you were here, and I'm like, well, that's huge to me. So uh, yeah, it's uplifting. Yeah. It can be very mm-hmm. uplifting. Very uplifting. Yeah. Now we have another question from Nicholas. Thank you very much for your question. Where do you see Destiny Two in five years? It's a great question. Five years from now. Um, is Destiny going to be around in five years? We don't know. I mean, they they signed at the. <clears throat> they signed a ten-year contract in what two thousand thirteen. I think twenty eleven. Well, that was with Activision. That was with yeah, Activision, right? Was, so they're not with Activision anymore. They broke up. Exactly. So it's like well, actually, we don't that really was 2010 know. when they signed that contract. But yeah, they're not. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, we just we don't we don't know. I mean, they they they've discussed an extra season in this game. You know, so we know we're getting four, but they dis- they said eleven. You know, twelve. Like you know, so. We might see another season pass around this time next year, and then maybe it'll launch after Destiny through the year after. We don't really know, but I mean, if if to answer the question, I mean, if it's there, I mean, we would be in Destiny three year two year three. I mean, you just never know. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it keeps going. I mean, this 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 game is what brought me here, and uh, I stand by it. But and you know, we're going to talk about this in just a little bit. But according to the new Vidoc that came out, the Moon and Beyond, Luke Smith did go on record to state that Bungie has a five-year plan for Destiny 2. So that would kind of lead me to believe that they're going to continue with the expansion model at least for the next foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, it, it could be a thing, but I mean, it's it's more of just how, how it goes with the game. And um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm just excited to see it see it grow and um me too i'm ready to fight i'm ready to fight orcs and sisters already we're sabathun we're zebra wrath like mm-hmm. let's let's get it going already mm-hmm. you know i'm ready i'm ready that's why i'm so excited for shadow keep to see the story yeah. progress yeah same you know and yeah. um, they're gonna push the story forward i'm super yeah. excited yeah so yeah i mean uh, yeah. and I, I think that uh in the last few weeks when we got the twabs especially the one about the seasons i was a little bummed out because i was not really sure what the seasonal content will bring us but mm-hmm. after watching yeah. this vidoc i don't think i've ever been more excited to play destiny and not only with shadow keep but this whole entire year i mean i'm i'm so excited it it sounds like it's going to be so much more focused on the end game oh, yeah, and we're going we're going it's that connective yeah, it's, tissue that i've always talked about like re like connecting and you know um 
that feeling of connection to like destiny yeah, I'm as just, a world. Yeah, I'm I'm like a little kid at Toys R Us. I'm 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 gonna go wild. I mean, you know, yeah. if uh, you know, I usually go 24 hours plus on day one. So you want to come keep me company? There you go. You'll you know where to find me. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be grinding. I think for Crown, I played for like 16 hours. I don't think I've. That was different. That was a different. That was a different grind. That was a fatigue grind. That was yeah, six, six hours, hours of grinding, grinding and, and straight into the raid. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's gonna be chill. Like I think most people that the the gamers that can play seven eight hours a day, I think you might be done by Friday morning, and then you'll be able to. It's just pretty chill. awesome that the raid's gonna be on Saturday. Like, yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, no, I think I think it's good. You know, I was sick of the excuses of people like, well, I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that, and this time sucks. And I, hey, I used to wake up at four a.m. to do reset raids. I don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. me too. I, I would do raids and then I'd go to work, like you know. But it's just again, you know, hey, it's an even playing field. But I always just tell people like, good luck, have fun. That's it. Like I understand you want to you want to get top finishes and you want to get worlds first and you want to do stuff, but like. Man, it's you know even for a bunch of just being in the office, being in there on Saturday and everything, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like just being there and hanging this out. is a change. Yeah. This is like a culture change for them. Like, you know, it's like their first Yeah, I just I just want people to have fun and like enjoy it and it's it's gonna like they're just as excited as we are and everything, you know. Yeah, it's it's gonna yeah. be great. It's gonna be great and I think this raid's gonna be awesome and people just have to understand that, you know, be prepared to get melted. I mean, perfect example right now. Going heroic menagerie when it's Minotaur week and let that hobgoblin shoot you in that well, you die. Two shots, you are dead. So that's gonna happen. You know, beware of the Vex. Cyclopses, they're gonna one-shot you. Hobgoblins, they're gonna two-shot you. Minotaur, splash damage, like the list goes on, but just study Vex and understand what's gonna hurt you and what can't. Like you ain't gonna shoot no hobgoblin with no hand cannon. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah. you know, like you have to understand that you're going to need some range and, you know, it goes into paying attention to the buffs coming, the weapon buffs, you know, scouts, scouts and snipes and yeah. autos and everything. I'm like, man, there's just so much, there's so much info and like people, it's going to be cool. I always love bringing strategies together. Like what can we do? Yeah, New metas are going to you know, like, you know, new form, metas yeah. and new metas and, you know, who would have thought, you know, I knew day one of crown. I was like, in, you know, shooting this boss without break prime is not the right, it's not the right kill. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> what, do you know? what do you know? A couple days later, we're grenade launching him because he has no health, and he just gets memed on. But uh, you want to know something interesting? You know, I did not like grenade launchers until this season when I I actually... didn't use them. I didn't use them. I never. I had an edge transit that I saved. Someone came in my chat and dared us that we couldn't kill rhythm with edge transit because it was such a meme. And I was like, challenge accepted. We went in, did it first try. I was surprised, and we were just like, "Oh man, like these are crazy. These spike nade launches are nuts. Like fifty percent buff with a tractor." So I kept it in the vault. I just kept, it. and I don't save anything. I always delete stuff. Like I, I, my vault stays pretty clean. And uh, yeah, one day people were just like, "Try a grenade launcher," and I, I pulled that out, good old Edge Transit out because I didn't have a Swarm of the Raven, and <laughs> I was so mad of how easy that boss melted. And this was like three days after Crown launched. I was so mad. I was like, I put all this time in and this boss just melts like this now. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. This is the strap. But, you know, that's what's cool about it. And uh, I'm just excited to to see how people deal with non-auto reloads and um, yeah, I think coming I think up with the strats. And, you know. So now, sp- uh, speaking of uh, weapons, what weapons do you think will be the most useful when the new you're, you're trying content. to make me leak all my secrets aren't you hey we got you yeah. here so you know. 
Right on. I, I mean, Spelling the bees. I, I, I mean, I just looking at the buffs, I mean, um, I mean, this is stuff I talk about all the time right now. Um, we're thinking that the gnawing hunger from the Tier 3 Reckoning of the Shadow of Orcs week, which is next week, uh, gnawing hunger with subsistence and rampage is the <clears throat> cheat man's recluse. But the subsistence makes it so that you don't have to reload when you kill enemies. So it's think of a recluse with auto rifle range. That's huge. Mm. That gun is, could be really, really nasty, and people are grinding for it. I'm sure I've got one in the past, but I deleted it, so I have to get one. Soul Survivor Sniper people are talking about because it has the firing line perk, which gives you 25% damage while two allies are standing next to you. I do have one of those. You can get that I'm this week check my demo. in Tier 3. Um, you want on that roll you want a triple tap firing line or a fourth times the charm with firing line you also need the extended mag or appended mag on it to give it the extra firing and fourth times the charm do you have, I have that, that roll i have that roll what's the mag uh the mag um yeah do you have a mag on it do you have extended uh, mag or appended uh, mag nothing yet no i didn't put anything else oh oh, oh, oh it's got oh, no. um, armor piercing rounds so it's got and ricochet rounds but ricochet rounds is unfortunately okay. getting nerfed so right so it's not like the, the perfect roll but that gun's gonna help you so you're gonna throw a backup mod on it backup mag, backup yeah. mag and it's gonna give you six shots in the chamber see mine has seven so when i shoot i can get a total of 11 bullets without reloading oh man nice but people are thinking that's going to be good because of the firing line 25%, and it's a legendary. You never want to stick, like, I always find legendary guns in the game to leave my exotic slot open. I don't like raiding with exotics because you crutch on that exotic, and then some other exotic could be good, and then you have to totally switch up your, your loadout. So I think that sniper's going to do well. I think Whisper's going to make a return. It's the only sniper that reloads itself. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think... Uh, Scout rifles are going to be really good. I can see people pulling out Mananan, the Nightwatch Scout Rifle from uh, Reckoning. It's re I got a really good roll on that. I got Outlaw Rampage extended mag um, with full bore and range masterwork. I, I was playing around with the other day. My Dawn Hunger has a Rampage, a Overflow, and a Pennant mag on it. That's not bad. Mm. Overflow's good. Not bad. The only thing is about subsistence is getting the buff. This season and with it reloading your your weapons that's a really good one i would keep yeah. it if you don't want to go waste your time mm. but see I've, I've put so much time into that reckoning i mean it took me 95 hours to get a spare ration so i still don't have mine so i gotta play some reckoning myself rapid hit swashbuckler is what i was going for and it took me 95 hours to oh get yeah it. and i finally got a one-two punch shotgun you know and it's one-two punch shotgun that thing is show. nuts i was using it in like I don't know what was a menagerie gambit prime and everything and just like destroying everything oh. i like the emperor's courtesy the crown of sorrow that's the one that i have i like the crown I of sorrow one better it's just for some reason i do the last man standing just doesn't feel it doesn't shoot straight to me it just jumps it does a little jump. bit yeah but, i noticed that but, uh, uh, but, uh, too. Other, wow i didn't really notice that yeah 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 it's real good stuff but like other than that you know i'm bringing the basics recluse is still going to be good you know Mountain top with enhanced grenade launcher loader gauntlets is still going to be good. I mean, just the, all the guns that we use now, you're just going to bring them over and, you know, but you're definitely going to have to play I just play can't range. wait to get the new you, stuff, you know. too, because I, I, I love getting new stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? I can tell you right now, I'll, I'll give you, I'm going to, secrets here. You heard it here first. My first loadout going into that raid is going to be 
a scout rifle, a sniper, and a machine gun. That's what I'm rolling with first encounter. Why? Because I don't need nothing close range. I just think we're going to be, you know, if anything, I could just throw on a shotgun. I could throw on shotgun recluse, but I'm going to have the machine gun. Thunderlord's really, really, really good for long range. I love Thunderlord, so yeah. um, that's what I'm going to go with. I mean, I might switch to Hammerhead because Minotaurs could be void, so I could break their shields, but I just like that loadout. You know, that's what I use for Crown of Sorrow. Right in the beginning, I used threat-level shotgun, recluse, and Thunderlord, and I just destroy everything. So, I mean, it's just, it's just going to come down to what players like, and you can use whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome advice, and and for me, I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to finally have scout rifles be a viable options because they didn't get that much love no, in Destiny Two, of... you know. And nope, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And that that was kind of my jam in Destiny One. I absolutely loved my multi tool. That was yeah. my go to for so many things. It was such a well rounded weapon, and I'm I'm excited yeah, yeah. for scout rifles to have a moment to shine and as you mentioned titan bubbles you know i miss those you don't you don't see them ever uh, anymore. i hate people talking bad about my titan i'm ready to see all these fake titan mains come off the board <laughs> let's go bro catch me outside let's do this. I want that. <laughs> right yeah. it's got, it's got I, it sucked man auto reloading ruined it for me it was just i loved playing my titan but when i'm helping someone through a challenging activity a flawless raid even a raid or flawless menagerie or just normal stuff like i couldn't play my titan because i'm just sitting there waiting like damn damn where's this well at where's and people just you know so i'm like whatever i'll play the well and i've had to play the well the whole time and i'm just like and I, you know and it's 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 made me better on a warlock for sure i mean i can do some crazy things on a warlock now and i've done some cool raid challenges with it you know two-man bosses and stuff but man like i just love being on my titan i love being versatile i love being able to just destroy everything and i don't know if you guys seen the finisher in the vidoc but when i get the chuck norris kick yeah, everything nice. <laughs> when i tell you that, when i tell you that i'm gonna roundhouse chuck norris kick some things i'm literally gonna make a video of chuck norris kick only raid and i promise you i will do it i'm gonna finish everything <laughs> single ad in that raid and it's gonna be awesome i'm so excited for i'm just so excited for finishers and i'm gonna meme with it and man there's gonna be so many ways for us to meme challenge with that and oh man it's gonna be stupid but... there's there's so much to be excited for with shadow keep like they're they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. so many yeah. things right with this expansion going to the moon eris morn coming back nightmares crucible maps lore lore that's the only thing i care about is the lore <laughs> give me more lore yeah yeah my but coach coach is like my big lore whore like the dude studies everything so like sometimes we'll just let him come in discord and talk about lore and he knows everything so very cool he, he he's real he real big on the war stuff so it's cool man it's cool so so clyde you mentioned flawless raids and flawless menageries and i was just curious what was your most difficult raid experience in the community that you've done like uh, low man challenges or helping people just something that took you the longest something that you just were really really struggling with I've done a lot of crazy things on these raids. A lot of low mans. Mm, a lot of, you know, okay. two-man ribbon took 40 hours. What? Two-man, two one-floor. Wow. Two-man, two one-floor kill. We were, we were the fourth or fifth team to do it. Wow. Um, That's crazy. 40 hours? And, but, Did you take but, breaks? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was multiple multiple days, but like that stuff was cool and like, you know, I mean I sold Riven in ten hours just because of, of guessing eyes, but like, you know, just little things like that. You know, two man insurrection prime, the timing was tight. Um two man access hard mode was rough because I did a fourteen hour stream and then me and my buddy went in there and did it for like eight hours, so that was like a twenty two hour stream. But uh, all those challenges are, I mean, Niobe Labs. We were the first team to beat it. 60 hours. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I remember oh, that. Wow. Yeah, me, me glad and crusty. 60 hours in there. And, um, uh, you know, all that stuff's cool, but when I was challenged back in the day to do a five virgin King's Fall raid, and it took me nine and a half hours straight, it felt rewarding because they said it couldn't be done. People in my chat said, there's no way you could take five virgins through a King's Fall raid. It took me nine and a half hours, and they all stayed and got it done, and I was hyped. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But you got to respect ooh. that commitment. That's that's dedication that a, right that there. That was a that was an ass whooping right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, I I just know how this game is, man. You know, it's just like anything. You know, you want to do something. You know, you want to get into that kind of stuff. You know, if you're like, oh man, it'd be cool to like four man summer, three man, you could do it. You just got to learn it. You got to learn the strats. You got to learn where to stand. You got to learn what to kill. Like I count ads. I go, okay, three ads that door, two ads here. We kill those, we get a major this door. Like, I study every little ad so I know where to shoot. And I know exactly where to be. And, like, I do that in all the new raids. Every new raid I do, I just study it and study it and study it and try and come with, you know, I pretty much try and just, you know, like, raid, you know, like, uh, like landscaping for dummies or concrete for dummies. I literally try and build a book on or a video on rating for dummies. How do I make this simplified to where it's easy to where I can just tell someone that's new in the raid, stand here and shoot those three ads. Stand here and shoot that boss. Like, cause if you don't make it that easy, people get lost. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Trying to just yeah. envision to what the developers were doing. Like, and then just, you exactly, know. Exactly. Like, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, some of the stuff's just tough, but yeah, I mean, I've been through some beatings, but you know, like I said, it's, it, it, it's a different game when you're trying to help someone. I could do a stacked raid, six players, me, you know, me and five players, and we can just beat the crap out of a raid. That's good. But when you put people next to you that have no idea what to do, you have to play twice as hard in that raid. Yeah. You have to shoot your ads, shoot their ads, and then make sure your whole team's good and make sure every mechanic's going good, and it just gets it gets nutty, man. Yeah, it it can get pretty pretty grueling, pretty tough, especially pretty hectic, especially with yeah. that contest mode. Mm. Man, mm, yeah, yeah. and we're gonna talk Get about ready. that because we do have some news to share from this week's uh, this week at Bungie. They did talk about contest mode, and uh, that was pretty interesting. And I'm I'm hyped. I'm so excited to uh, play the new raid. Now, on a lighter yeah. subject, what would you say is your favorite raid? In Destiny, Ooh. I, I kind of machine. think I know what it is. But... Wrath of the Machine. Really? Oh. That is a fun. That is just Wrath a fun raid all around. That uh, is so it's, fun. It's, it's one of the best. One of the best design raids in Destiny history. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and I think the, the Axis the only encounter. King's oh, Fall, the only reason Kingsfall has a place in my heart is because that's where it all started. But if it comes down to me having fun and enjoying the most. Rather Machine is the best rate it because every encounter had a purpose and it was fun and it was action like it was yeah, just like I don't know it's just, it's just, it just always got me getting the parts and everything and put it in yeah the, yeah the Zamboni yeah. getting the parts and like I you know and like we um yeah man and I just had so much fun with that raid that was actually the first raid I started speed running we had the world record for five minutes until Xbox beat us 
That was fun. Mm-hmm. But hey, we hey we had it for five minutes, and uh, you know, just doing that raid was just uh, and clutch moments, and you know, so it's man. I I had a guy where he he's like, dude, I gotta go. He's like, I literally have to go to bed for work. It's late. I'm like, okay, jump off the map. So he jumped off the map. We five man the fight, and when they, when we resed him, when the game resed him, we pushed him to the loot, and he got his loot, which is funny. Oh, that's that's really Aww. cool. But in that raid too, two people died, and they're like, oh. Like, he's gone. He's not going to be able to jump off the map. And then me and my buddies are like, we got this. Three-manned it. Three-manned access. Like, because we just did that. That's what I would do. Back in the day, I would just bring people in. Like, if you want to help me raid, we're going to go in and low-man this stuff. Because if there's three, if me and you and one other person are in there and we're helping three guardians, it's us three. Just remember that. They don't know what to do. So it's us three. So I used to just really just make sure that everyone understood how to low-man it and save it and do cool stuff and make it fun. And, you know, now it's just not needed like that no more. Cause it's like, Hey, pop a well auto reload. Boom. Yeah. The boss is dead. <laughs> like, but, uh, you know, the, the hero moments are still there, but it's not, but you know, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I love the D2 raids. I love last wish. Really great design. I love Spire of stars. Spire of stars was fun to me. It was hard. I like challenging stuff. Crown was fun, but it was just, it's more of, I, I hate how reliant it is. I hate how a knight's in front of me and he's blessed and I can't shoot him. I hate that. I can't help. I just have to stand there and be like, hey, teammate, you're blessed. You got to kill that knight. Oh, you died. So I res them, and then I go get a blessing, and then I shoot their ads. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. So, Clyde, what, what are your thoughts on Destiny 2 Year 2 with Forsaken and the annual pass that we are almost wrapping up with here? I thought it was one of the, like, one of the best content launches I've played. I mean, it's Forsaken Grind was great. Last Wish was challenging. I mean, it was literally only 12 people in the world beat it in under 12 hours. I mean, 24 hours. And um, it was just a challenging raid. Uh, Black Armory was nice. Um, I really liked how the uh, the forges came into play and you could forge a weapon and you knew what you were getting. You'd pick up the bounty and make it. Unlocking all the forges on three characters, though, was really annoying. Bungie, please don't do that again. Um but it was just really cool um i think the whole um season of the uh drifter big big shit the bed there um i i don't like gambit anymore <laughs> i uh i just really don't like gambit i don't either i just i just when you kind of have to play the game mode for the the, the you know that content it just you lose its luster it just lost its luster you know yeah like, it was fine. I was just like, man, I just really don't like it. But, yeah. you know, I, I did it. You know, I grinded it. I went in there and meme stuff. We'd kill Prime. As soon as the Prime would spawn, we'd kill it. Tractor it, throw Nova's at it, one-two punch, you name it. You know, we've had our fun, you know. But it's just like, I don't know, it was just dry to me. And uh, it was cool. I kept with it. And then, you know, we then we had this this previous season. Really great. Really awesome. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to mention on season of the drifter reckoning big drop the ball there how do you come out with forges that give us bounties to where we know exactly what weapons we're getting to going into reckoning and playing with rng to find those weapons parallel development (laughs) yeah yeah exactly no i've heard that word before it just it was it was so annoying to where i just didn't know what guns i was getting i was in there farming them non-stop non-stop making you know making three different encounters at once at the same time and not getting the feedback and everything yeah, it yeah. was just, it was so annoying, and now they finally fixed it, they upped the drop rates, and now they've taken the negative modifiers off, so people can go in there and farm, but still, it's still a, 
It's still an RNG. I mean, I, I don't know. I put 95 hours in to get my swashbuckler rapid hit, and I never thought I'd go in there again. Well, I ended up going back in there again because I wanted my firing line sniper, and that was the night's week. So I went in there. Uh, first night, I didn't get it. Second night, I didn't get it. It was the third night. I got both snipers, you know, the triple tap and the fourth times the charm, so I got options. Then I got the god roll scout rifle, and I was like, cool. Well... Reckoning was cool. Let's go in when it's the, the hand cannon week. Yeah, literally like four hours into doing it, I get the god roll, PvP roll, the rapid hit range finder, range masterwork, full bore with ricochet rounds, and uh, it was a god roll. And I don't care that they're touching ricochet rounds, it's still going to be good. But yeah, I was like, okay, the game's rewarding me from all this time. I mean, I've probably, seriously, no joke, if, if you can put a timer, I've probably done over 160 hours of Reckoning. Oh my god. It, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, they, they could have just made it different. And then comes Menagerie, the best addition to Destiny I've seen in a while. I agree. Besides the Shattered Throne, the Shattered Throne was just amazing. Um, Menagerie was great. So when we were leveling up, we're just like, oh, we need a helmet. Boom, go make one. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, that was so great. And um, yeah, it just it, it's great knowing that when you pop in the chest, you knew exactly what you were getting. But then again, it made no sense because when we like, I love the boss designs. I love the burns. I love how challenging it was. I love how you had to low man it. I love how you had to go flawlessly. Like it was so great. The shadow title was really good. You actually had to like bust your ass to get it. But then here comes the community whining, going, infinite chest. Um, hello, House of Wolves. We've seen this before. It's not a big deal. You're just if if I have unlimited tokens and I have more tokens than you have for your chalice, let me farm. Well, Bungie thought it wasn't a good idea, so they took it away. Well, look at it now. They bring it back. They brought it back. Wait, they they brought it back. No, you can yeah, farm well, chests now. You know, tomorrow. When you hit the chest, you're guaranteed four drops. Really? With a chance of five. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm grinding. Because I'm... So that's why we did the community challenge. That's why we were doing that community challenge on Mars. As soon as we beat that, they upped the oh, magic. Oh, do we get drops. our emblems tomorrow, too, by the way? They didn't even say nothing to Twab. Oh, they didn't. That's right. They shit the bed on mm. that, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... We'll get it eventually at some point. Yeah, I think, I think for me, uh, playing through Flawless Menagerie's... I think for me it was like the the most pinnacle activity that I've played and I feel like I've really have gotten it down to a science. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, but that's 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 a new it, that that's been a new thing. It's uh It it, it yeah. worked out really well and and Luke Smith talked about that during the director's cut how they were pretty happy about how the uh, menageries played out in the game and When Heroic Menagerie came out the servers were overloaded. There was over a million people playing. When Heroic Menagerie dropped, there was over a million wow. people playing. How can you kill the chest of that activity that spiked your game? That was a bad idea. I agree. I was pissed because I was farming the chest and I went to Guardian Con. And when I came back, it was gone. I was mad. I was like, dude, whatever. But, of course, it's it's now back. So, if you, if you need God Rolls, which I was speaking about that a little bit ago, saying how important it is. To have God roll 1.0 because you understand that 1.0 armor is going away. And you're not going to have your double scavengers and your enhanced loaders come the raid. So if you don't farm, you lose. Kidding. But you should definitely do it. So this Friday, tomorrow, you'll be able to get four drops with a chance of five. And then next Friday, five with a chance of six. Unfortunately, I will miss that because I will be a first one. 
Yikes. So I better get to get to going this weekend. Luckily, I'm going 24 hours straight tomorrow. So if you put uh, in a thing for an armor, you're going to get like four pieces of that same armor, basically. Yes. With a chance with them being random rolls, like one of them being actually good and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I got to do that. And I I got a confession to make now because I've been playing (laughs) the crap out of Borderlands 3. And I was excited to take a break from Destiny for a little bit before the grind continues. But now I want to get that shadow title. I want to get that bread because pretty much um, two activities away from getting it done. I need to. You can do it. I, I need to farm. You. I need to farm for like 120 more uh, chests in the menagerie, which to me, that's the grindiest thing. And I have to do a flawless uh, crown of sorrow and that's it. And I'll have my title. What do you need for? I what I just need to Shadow. do a flawless crown, and I need to do uh, 120 more chests. So if they're upping the that's drops, easy. then you got this. that's gonna be oh, pretty, yeah, you'll get that that's title. gonna be pretty easy. I don't know. I, I don't, have every title. You need 120 more ruins used. Yeah, hundred. It's not 120 mm-hmm. chests. It's ruins used. So if you yeah, so you're, open you're, up three. So you, if you open up a chest with three, then you're getting... You're only getting three, so you're going to have to do 40 runs still. Okay. Yeah, but still... I'll, I'll, you can, I'll you take can that. scoot, scoot. I'll take that. You can scoot, yeah. I mean, I yeah, can just do wait like heavyweight. even 10 a day. I mean, that's easy. Yeah, easy yeah that's not bad. Flawless crown, that's, you know, that's easy. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Easy. Honestly, yeah, the it. one thing mm-hmm. that would kind of suck for me during, during a flawless crown is the jumping puzzle, because I... No, just leave... Don't just leave. No, don't leave. Yes. No, you <laughs> got to gotta earn it. I wouldn't let no one leave. Oh, man. No, you're good. Um, what, the easiest way to do that jump puzzle, if you don't feel comfortable with it, when you're doing a flawless run, you're only supposed to have two teams go anyway. So two people just. Oh, yeah, that's what we had. We had two people doing the jumping. But, so you just have them do the puzzle. So and just... Once they activate it, you can just jump on the platform. Because as soon as they activate the, the hub or the egg is and they switch the buff. The platforms that you can jump on now, they won't fall. So just take your time. But, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's not bad. The funny thing is, I mean, I've done a lot of runs where I literally jumped and I was just fine. I didn't, I did not die at all. But uh, I feel the pressure would probably get to me. Oh, yeah. Like just knowing oh, that yeah, if I'm that guy, because I don't want to be that guy. And I know I can shoot things and stay alive. You know, I can bring in a warlock, pop a well if I need to, pop a healing rift, and I'm good to go, man. It's it's easy peasy. And you have grenade launchers. You can take down the boss in like one or two phases. You know, oh, yeah. you can one phase that third encounter with Galran's deception. So it's it's pretty easy oh. to do. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to know that now I don't have to farm menageries with those runes as, as much because that was going to be the biggest obstacle for me and knowing that it's going to be five times easier. Oh man, that that's going to make it so much easier. So shadow price, are you doing this with me or what? Um, I'll try. I mean, are we going to get that? That's not confident. Come on, bro. Get that bread. We'll You're see. supposed to be inspired today. I I don't know, man. I got I got shafted out of that one title. So I mean, that's like kind of got a little, you know, it was a little demoralizing because I was just that close to getting it, and then just boom, it was gone, literally gone. Once I saw oh, the 2019, yeah. Once deal? I got the new adventures thing, it updated. I'm like, yep, I lost. I didn't I didn't get it. I was two two minutes too late. Hey, you know what? The same thing happened to me during the 
what is it solstice of heroes i was grinding for like 16 hours trying to catch up and get my armor on my last character i couldn't do it i i fell short i realized i did not have enough time physically to complete it it was like 12 25 and i had like see i would have had enough time if the game did not like slow load and everything there was two instances where it just would not go to the destination just stuck flying in orbit and everything but but you know what the lesson is the lesson here is we just got a gg you know don't don't leave things to the last minute if you're gonna leave things to the last minute if anything can go wrong murphy's law dude i do that's life i always leave shit to the last minute (laughs) (laughs) i am the king of procrastination (laughs) easily oh yeah that is me i do that as well but not i'm trying to get better i've been trying to get better for 40 years (laughs) still yeah Yeah. (laughs) so clyde for for all the little content creators who are trying to work so hard to make it out there and get themselves seen what what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out oh geez that's a long list um I think what people need to realize is, and this is me speaking freely, remember? I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) uh, Lower the standards. Uh, Don't expect to be the next, you know, the next up-and-comer to where you're sitting at 100 viewers in a month. Um, I think that's what people do. They overlook it and they just go, well, I'm I'm watching this streamer and they're growing. I should be doing that too. That yeah. shit gets in your head. Um, literally, I see the people that start out now that are affiliates, and they have more viewers than I did. And I was probably streaming for five months, and they've only been streaming for like two. Like, it was harder for me. So, like, I'm telling you, like, I was saying that earlier. Like, when you first start out, like, post on forums, anything you can find. So, Twitter, Instagram, anything, include your hashtags. Like literally go in discords and, you know, some discords are friendly for you to be able to cross promote, you know, some people, so you could find a discord that says, Hey, let people know you're live. And, you know, but of course you have to be part of that community. So you have to reach out, but like, it's just like never give up and always, always look forward. And like, you're just not going to grow like that. The only way to get your name out there is to welcome people and be interactive with chat. I don't care if one person's in your chat, get them, keep talking to you and get chat moving. Like when my chat stops yeah. talking, I end stream. I go, all right, you guys are lazy. I'm out. Cause no one wants to watch a dead chat. No one wants, I mean, literally sometimes where I'll just be doing stuff or I'll actually jump in a raid and people are just like, man, I was really enjoying him talking to chat when he was doing public events. But now that he's in a raid, he's focused on the raid chat dies. And I just go, you know what? I'm in the stream you want your chat to be interactive and like, it's not easy. You know, it took me a good solid nine, 10 months to grow. So, I mean, if you're not there yet, no, don't, you have an advantage. Now you can become affiliate and you can get subs and you can get bits. I didn't get all that. I didn't get all that. It took me 14 months to get that. So now it's like, man, you can really take advantage of that and, and kind of just, just, realize that it's a saturated platform there's a lot of people on twitch there's a lot of people on mixer there's a lot of people on youtube Mm -hmm. and the only way to grow is to just be consistent hang out in people's chats like i host people all the time i host people that have two viewers three viewers just because they come in my chat and they talk to me 
They don't ask for anything. They don't ask me for a host or anything, but I just see that they're active. Now, people, some people try and abuse that role. They come in and go, hey, Clyde, and then you talk to them and they don't write back. Literally, they just commented and they left your chat. I'm not stupid. I've seen it all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I'm all about helping the, the, the little people. And I've had people reach out to me in Discord and I've, I've been in Discord calls with them. Like, what can I do? And I always tell them audio, audio and, and, and visual, you know, and video. Like, it's got to be crisp. You know, make sure make yeah. sure your mic's working good. Blue Yeti, I've used that forever, but so like I said, I was telling I was telling you guys before we started up. When I moved into this room, I've got sound foam, I've I've soundproofed the room and it just it sounded too roomy. So I was just like, you know what? I need to upgrade my mic and about two hundred and forty bucks later, it got me, you know, a little XLR mic with the AT twenty thirty five and Audio Technic is great. I use Audio Technica earbuds too that I plug into my Astro Mix amp that are great. Um it's it's, it's a great product, but you know. Just advice is, is just network, meet as many people as you can, grow with people, make stream teams that are the same size as you, network, and just stay consistent. And if uh, if you do that, I guarantee you'll at least build a small community. You just can't give up. That's really great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Thanks. And that's just tough love, you know, that's how I am. I might give it to you straight, but... For some, you know, and I didn't mean to mean to say that wrong, but if you haven't been streaming for five, six months, you really can't even like say anything. You need to show, hey, I've been doing this for six months and I'm not growing. How do I grow? But if you if you ain't been down that road yet, you kind of got to be patient. And and to be honest, that's I get asked about that a lot. Well, I've been on streaming twice for a month, and I'm like, okay, how many how many hours a day you stream? Oh, three to four. I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, you're a family man or. You got a real life job and yeah, yeah, that's cool. How many days a week you stream? Well, two. Well, th there's your problem. <laughs> you know, you got to give it a little more interest, you know, but just, you just gotta, you just gotta be consistent. That's all. You don't have to stream seven days a week, but you know, three to four, preferably four, a couple hours a day. Keep a schedule. Has to be this. Yeah. You got to stay the same hours. And you know, and there's a, just a lot more tools now that I didn't have back then, you know, discords and reach out to other streamers and play with them and just, just do little things. Find streamers and find communities that have the same interest as you. If you like playing PvP, find a PvP community. And don't be afraid to ask questions too, because exactly. people will that's that's help you. you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. There are some people that don't help, but hey. I'm not like that. <laughs> so Clyde, what's what's next for you? What's next for me? Um Brian. Keep grinding, get the YouTube up and going, you know, I mean, I'm thankful I just hit like 2,200 subscribers and, you know, for the, for the time I've put into it, I'm happy with it. I just keep growing, open up more opportunities for sponsorships, you know, right now I'm only sponsored by gamer subs, which is great, you know, love the drink. It, it, it took me off all the sugary drinks I was drinking before and it's keto friendly and no sugar and love it. Um, but, uh, you know, just keep growing. Grow to that, grow to that variety streamer that I could possibly be at. You know, I, I look like it as if I can hit five, six, seven hundred viewers daily with no problem. I can play whatever game I want. But right now, my main focus is Destiny, and I don't plan on leaving the community until the game just doesn't produce more content. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. And just keep grinding and keep slaying and trying to uh, come up with new ideas to for me to connect with the community more, so I could become a bigger streamer that's all i can ask for really good question we cannot wait to just 
see where you go in the coming years. And I know you, you and uh, James work. You guys are such hardworking guys, and you do such amazing yeah. service to our community with helping so many guardians out there to get through the toughest activities. And you guys are so positive, and I, I, I love you guys for that. You guys are like my favorite content creators in this community, and I, I'm really grateful that I got to meet you and that um, you guys have such an awesome place to hang out and talk destiny yeah yeah so let's talk about some shadow keep we're getting pretty oh, close we're, we we're about two weeks away and just a few days ago we got the bombshell vidoc that we did not expect at least i didn't expect this to come out when it did and oh yeah man I'm I I I watched it like 15 20 times by now and I'm just so excited about so many things the developers came out and said um and it 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 makes me feel so good about the future of the game and it makes me so excited to see what a bungee can do on its own a bungee that's in control of their own destiny literally so that's <laughs> that's something really exciting for me and to go back to a place that we are so comfortable with that that we're so reminiscent of right we we were destiny players way before destiny 2 came out on pc we were out there from the very beginning grinding i mean who remembers the loot cave in destiny one oh man i remember like, that you know it's million it's, deaths it's moments like this will that i will satisfy master master i will Merle. always cherish oh, those moments in destiny like my very first sure. vault of glass raid with shadow price that was so special and even loading up destiny 2 when you just started playing the game and you see all the raids and all the animations with of the fire teams that you completed these encounters with that's so special yeah, that was pretty cool. And I'm excited to get more of that this year. And um, we have some really interesting things that the developers came out and said. Eric Osborne began by saying that Destiny 2 Year 3 is the beginning of us looking at Destiny from its heart out. We want to build a Destiny yeah. for its core fans and to make sure that we build it for the people who love the game. And that's powerful. Like that that speaks to me in so many ways as a as a player, as a guardian since 2014, who has been through everything that Destiny has been through. You know, I right. I, I remember me and Shadow Price, we were playing uh control in the beta, just checking out the game and we got to explore the Cosmodrome. And that that was so much fun. Yeah, on first light. <laughs> oh man, we'll I can't wait. I'm so excited to, to play first light. First light again, except in a PVE like yeah. sense, but just being back in that familiar location, like you know, how see how the moon's changed and evolved since then, and everything. You know, well, we're going to get to play that introductory mission again, so that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for that too. But, yeah, so who's going to like 
Who's gonna you delete a guardian to, to like? You're gonna delete. I am. I'm oh, deleting my shit. titan. Yeah, I'm deleting my titan. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. gone. I gotta go take my fish for a walk. She just said she's gonna delete her titan. Uh, Dark Angel, you said something mm -hmm. on your stream when I was hanging out with you. You said that you were going to delete your character after the raid came out. Yes, after so, the raid, because I'm going to use my 750 titan to help increase my power level. Okay. Then once the raid's done, once I get beat the raid, get the raid jacket, etc., etc. Let me let me ask you this: Would it make sense for you to pretty much stash all of the armor that you're going to be using, leave it at 750, recreate your character, and then once Shadow Keep comes out, aren't you going to be 750 anyways? As a base? I mean, yes, but I would have. I'm not sure how the new light stuff works, and I don't know if I'd have my subclasses. You're right. And all and That's everything right. else. That's my biggest concern because I would have to re-get my subclasses, yeah, and I really don't want to. Well, subclass, the, the subclass grind. Will yeah, get you. that that was a grind. So that's why. That's why I'm just waiting because I remember them saying, "You're going to be 750. You're going to be able to." My assumption is that all of the classes. Like, it's different skill trees would be available post-New Light. Yeah. After you do, like, that little mission and, like, the little intro or whatever. You think that everything is going to be unlocked, like, as far as the subclasses go? Well, not everything. Maybe, like, go through some, like, little... Yeah. Little intro tutorial-esque sort of thing. Like, yeah, that intro mission. Then they said, like, once with the New Light thing, like, bam, you're 750. You don't have to go through that story. Because that was... A lot of people's problem, like, oh, I make a new character, oh, I have to go through Red War, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, Forsaken, Black Armory, no, all, yeah, a lot of all stuff. this stuff, and that's really annoying. That's the main reason why I haven't deleted my Titan, because I don't want to have to go through all of that stuff all over again. It's a lot of work, and I'm lazy. <laughs> Just gonna be well, honest. they said also they're gonna make... <sighs> At a, at a heroic mission, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they will, but I, I, I don't like how my Titan looks. You don't like how like your Titan face. looks? Mm. Mm -mm. Nope. I've, I've deleted my Titan, I think, seven times now. Oh my god, I'm really, rip, rip Titan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, I did, I did it really, really early on. Really early on in Destiny 2. But in Destiny 1, I kept just like, mm, I don't like my Titan. Mm, I don't like my Titan. And back then, it was a lot easier to get your subclasses. You just, as long as one of your characters was the proper level, then, boop, you can just, you have them unlocked, and I would only run Defender. Like, still, even to this day, if I boot up Destiny 1, right now, I don't have Striker or, um, Sunbreakers, or, yeah, Sunbracer, blah, 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 blah. English is hard. The Solar one, English, that one. I don't have that one or Striker fully upgraded at all. I only have Defender. That's what I used. I love Defender, and the fact that Bubble's coming back makes me so happy. Mm. So yeah, I'm very excited. And the fact that we get to go How back to the How many of you guys deleted a character back in Vanilla Destiny just to try to get another Galarhorn chance? No, I deleted so many characters I, I, just for No, I did, I, I've done I deleted that. tons People of characters. Because I was we just trying to get together. I was just what? trying to get a hunger of Crota because I couldn't what? get Galahorn. Like I every time what? I would get truth. Like truth would just drop to for me nonstop. I got like six truths before I finally got a Galahorn. This is brand new information to me, and that probably explains why I never got Galahorn. Yeah. Ever. 
I only got it when Zer sold it that one week. And then I got it in Rise of Iron. Like Iron's I said, course. I just wanted a tracking rocket launcher, you know, for, for Crota. Because Ooh, if you choice. tried to go in there with a one-way ticket, it was a one-way ticket out the door. <laughs> just be like, and Ain't that right, see Gordon? yourself out. Yeah, Forever 29, yeah. I mean, we, me and me and Shadow Price, we would literally, it would be like a Friday evening and we're like, uh, so should we delete our characters and try to do this again? Yep, let's do it. We have time. Let's get it done. Spend the whole weekend playing through the campaign, playing through the story, and boom, back at the raid and trying to get that sweet loot, trying to get a Gallarhorn, trying to get a Hunger of Coda, yeah. um, Icebreaker. There were so many amazing weapons in the game that uh, were so, so special. Right. And now going back to the Vidoc. Uh, the developers go on to state it's trying to make sure that players feel like they are taking the journey with us rather than us dictating what they're ex experiencing. Lars, ba Lars Bakken states that what's the best version of Destiny we, we can put in front of you? And they're always challenging that question. Luke Smith goes on to say, we're telling the players where we're going this is the five-year vision for the game. And that's something that really got me excited because oh, yeah. it, it gives me the assurance that Destiny isn't going away in the next couple years. Yeah, you know, and it's, the developers are out there for the long run. And it's, it's great to know that they have a plan for Destiny to be a sustainable game for all of us. And I mean... We've played for so many years. Like for me, Destiny has been a really big part of my life. Like literally, Destiny is the game that I played more than any other game ever. I've met more people in Destiny than I've probably met in my IRL life. You know, like I've met so many people through this game, made so many amazing relationships, and this this game just really did a lot for me in my life and i'm i don't see myself really moving on to any other game until they say we're done and we know that uh destiny is going to be a world where players actions move the story in a meaningful way and story is something that i've kind of missed with this annual pass i think they could have done a better job with the story even though we did get a lot of excellent lore but there were elements about the annual pass for me that were kind of missing like not really having that storyline that visual cinematic to tell me the story and and we kind of had that in in destiny one and i missed that with house of wolves with the dark below with every expansion we got some kind of a story and uh, that was a cinematic campaign experience and i i really do miss that i think they're going to use like um <clears throat> the seasons like they said to tell the stories to going outside of the expansion they're probably going to do it like in a multiple like kind of way. They're going to they're going to use 
they're going to actually tell the story, but they're going to do it through environmental storytelling as well and everything. And just, yeah, and like because of what we did in Shadowkeep, now this thing. Yeah, is you're now because of that. Then this you're other setting thing a is chain happening. of so like a chain build. reaction. Things happening. Yeah, by what you guys are, what players are doing in the game to cause cause the story in the world to you know move forward and everything. Events that just kick off, you know, due to what the Guardians did and everything, you know, so. Yeah. And we we also learned in the Vidoc that um, Eris Morn will be making an important discovery as soon as we begin Shadowkeep. And that story will push where Destiny's going. And... We're gonna learn what this discovery means, not only yeah, when the game launches, but that narrative will be pushed beyond seasons. They've beyond laid out the March bread. beyond next year. They're laying out the breadcrumbs right now with these narrative previews and everything. You know. So. Oh yes, part five yeah. comes out tomorrow. Very exciting. Well, you know, they, Bungie's always given us a breadcrumb trail. If you think about it, there's always been. You know, they've oh, always yeah. put something out there, as cryptic as it may be to some people, but, you know, it's just, that's why we have the lore hounds out there to, you know, exactly, like to me. decipher it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, <laughs> I have no life. I really don't. I mean, I'm pretty much into the lore, though, too, myself. I mean, I, I, I've been able to put the pieces oh, yeah. together pretty well and everything, so. I'm finishing up writing an article for Ishtar Collective right now. Oh, that's exciting. The, well, fin oh, part two of the Hive language one I've been working on for a while. Nice. They did part one. And then with, with Kanasaro's coming out, and if you peek in that helmet, there's some interesting Hive-looking stuff there. And then with the lore entries that came out, yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. Okay. There's some definitely some interesting little tidbits that I'm going to talk about to finish up that, and then I still have to finish up my little catalog that I'm doing of all the hive rooms. Because, see, so, little tidbit about me. I have a minor in archaeology and anthropology, so lang under trying to understand language and stuff, that's like my thing. That's kind of what I'm treating it, treating it as, kind of like a little archaeology project. Trying to understand their language. Nice. That's cool, yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm super duper nerdy. That's kind of one of the reasons why I bought the Collector's Edition, because it came with that Hive Rune thing. Hmm. Ooh, ooh, so got some lore questions for me. <laughs> yes, I think he will return. Maybe not in Shadowkeep, but definitely soon. Because in the little trailer that they showed for it, when he was I think Season of Dawn will come back. Uh, I think the season right after. I think maybe Season of Dawn, maybe. But I know definitely he's going to come back because in that little trailer, it was before the curse took place. You could tell because of how the, the, the watchtower looked. It looked very clean and nice, which is not how it looks now. If you, you know, hop on your ship, go to the Dreaming City, it's uh, pretty, uh, not good. Not good. I'll take it and gross. So yeah, that, that little cutscene took place before the curse. And now the curse has been going on. Quite some time. So I definitely think Aldrin is up to something. Whether that's assisting the Reef if he found out about his past, or become, learning what it means to be a guardian. 
I just, I think he's, he's somewhere, and I hope he makes an appearance. Because I think it'd be really interesting to see, like, how Zavala might react, or how Ikora might react. Ikora would, like, and then, like, you almost have to, like, ask yourself. Oh, that's a really good idea, Tofi7. I definitely think he might come into play, like, when we, when we break the curse, which most likely will happen in Shadowkeep. I'm going to test that theory. I'm going to test it. (laughs) Yeah. Because funny enough, after this... That's what I'm raising (laughs) for. I mean, I I think he's definitely going to return. The way that they left that storyline with Season of the Drifter, yeah, they they left essentially a guarantee that he's going to return at some point. It's just a matter of when is he going to return. I I definitely see it happening this year with the... Annual, not the annual pass, but the seasons that we're getting after Season of the Undying. Yes, definitely. And then, to answer your question, I'm Rudy. No, actually, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, you have a point there. I mean, yes, the Vanguard dare that Cade did have was whoever killed him, whichever hunter killed him, they would become the next hunter Vanguard. But technically speaking... When Aldrin killed Cade, he wasn't a guardian. He wasn't a hunter. He was just, you know, grumpy, grumpy face Aldrin. And on top of that, there actually is a lore entry that talks about the, the Vanguard is aware. They're aware of the fact that technically, like, Aldrin killed him, but by proxy... Because Aldrin was being manipulated by Riven, and Riven is being controlled by Savathun. By all technicalities, they would have to make Savathun the Hunter Vanguard. <laughs> I don't think we want a Hive Pantheon god goddess as our Hunter Vanguard. And they've been trying to find a replacement, but they're almost at the point where they're thinking about disbanding the Vanguard entirely. Because it doesn't serve its purpose anymore. Yeah, that was a pretty big thing with the lore about honor. Big- yeah. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. back in season of the yeah. drifter. Yeah. I mean I mean I definitely agree that I think having Savathun be the hunter vanguard is pretty cool, but I don't think that's how that's gonna go. <laughs> I think the the hive are my favorite race, but yeah. So I'm very excited about all of the lore stuff with all of this. I'm doing a um Raid, not raid, um, lore ride-along, I guess, after this, where I'm doing Shattered Throne and explaining the lore of the Awoken and the Dreaming City, so I'm doing that after this. Yeah, because lo- I just posted it on Twitter saying, hey, would that be something interesting that people would want? And a lot of people were like, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, huh, okay, I guess I'll do it. So I'm very excited. That's That sounds yeah. like a good time. I think I might want to play some Destiny 2 after we're done, because uh, I really oh. want to get my Shadow title now. I'm like, I'm really motivated. I think I think tonight's episode really kind of gave me that push that I needed to get this done. And I'm yeah. going to try to do it before Shadowkeep. You I can, can do I it. Know I believe I can do you it. Know. Now we just got to give Shadow Price a little kick. He's been mm. a little discouraged. Like, get on. Mm. You guys, what do you, what do you guys plan on? 
Oh, we're on PC. PC. Um, but I, I also have um, the game on Xbox, but I don't play as often on Xbox as I do on the PC. <laughs> we'll all have it on Xbox and PS4 well, come October 1st, then, won't we? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, and Google Stadia, that's coming out too. Are you guys picking up Google Stadia? Sure. Apparently that's sold out right now no. for the Founders Edition. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I just play on Xbox. That's all I got. I've always had Xbox ever since Destiny first came out. I've been Xbox. So I don't know that that's, where I, that's where I live. I'll probably Xbox. test out Stadia, but it's, it's going to be hard for me to play on Stadia when I'm at home. Yeah. yeah. You're I'm not going to be... Three platforms, so I can only imagine how challenging well, that would well, be. But now... I, just, I have to see the interest in the, in the community. You know, I can't just say, hey, four people from my chat are getting Stadia. We're going to play together. That's Hey, we could play together on console or PC. Yeah, that, like there needs to be a like a. I mean, there needs to be an instant yeah. instant growth. There needs to be. I need to literally see people posting like I'm on Stadia and I need help. And I just I don't know. I just it's just I get it. I mean, I, I would understand why people on console would want to play on Stadia because you're gonna get 4K 60, but you have to have high class internet for it. They started stated you needed to have thirty five megabytes and above to even run it at four K sixty. Yeah. So if you can't run it at four K sixty, there's no point in playing. And you, you have, have to have latency and lag too. Latency. Yeah. yeah, and they're saying they're saying there's no latency. It's Google. It doesn't matter. There's, there's gonna be latency. Yeah. I don't care what they say. Yeah. You know? So I think it's a good idea, but I just You'd have to have gigabyte, to gigabyte Ethernet or something to not have any. Yeah, I mean, I have gigabyte. I have I have business class fiber internet, so like I know that's not going to be an issue for me. But like I don't know, I just I just feel like if the if the latency issues are not there, I could see people playing it. But I think people are just looking. Oh, it's 4K 60, but they didn't read the, read the fine print. So when they go home and they open up a browser and they try and play, it's like, well. That uh, we're not getting the crispy 4K 60, so they might just you know drop their subscription or I don't know. We'll see. It just depends on the demand. If I see like a rising in for it and people are using it and you know people are actually wanting to game on it, I'd check it out. But I think I actually got an email to get offered a Founders Edition to test out. But nice. I think I wrote them back. I'm sure I just got to look at my email somewhere, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see it being, you know, a thing. And I always tell people, like, look, if you're looking for frames and you can't get it on PC, you're sticking with console until the next gens come out. But yeah, like I said, that's true. We don't know. We don't know. No, we don't know much about these next gen consoles. It's until we actually we know that they have a yeah. lot of power in them. We know that the PS5, PS5 is going to be insane. The Xbox Scarlet, they literally both. From the information I've grabbed so far, they're both running the same GPU and same CPU. It's just that Xbox is going for two more teraflops power than PS5. That's the only difference that's going to be in those systems. That's probably to run their streaming, like xCloud and everything. Yeah. So, So, but Sony has stated that they're going to sell their console at a loss because they know that they have three times the Xbox community, which is, they do. They, they, the recent numbers have showed that there's three times as more plenty of players on PlayStation than Xbox because a lot of the Xbox players went to PC. So it's going to be in the air. But like I said, it's just, I get that question asked all the time. What do I do? And I'm like, well, cross save's nice now, but 
do you you understand next fall when the when these when these consoles come out or whenever they come out they ain't gonna be no 399 nope <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be pc they're gonna prices be a lot of money. <laughs> they're gonna be pc yeah. you know but again Definitely. but again i mean look at borderlands 3 it just came out on console had a field of view slider that's huge if these new consoles ps5 and xbox scarlet have field of view sliders for destiny man because that's the only thing that messes me up i don't care about going from 144 hertz crispy gameplay to 30 fps it's the field of view i feel like when i'm on console i'm crushed in there like i feel like everything's crunched and that field of view really messes with me sometimes but i get used to it after like the first 10 minutes but i really would like to see on the next gen console a field of view slider so people could actually like experience it better but again those you know those games are gonna run no problem you know, you're not going to get unlimited frames. You're not going to be able to, there's not going to be, an, you know, people were saying that in my chat the other day. These next gen consoles are going to run uncapped. No, they'll run 60. <laughs> like, slow your roll. <laughs> like it just, it, it just, it's just a different side of gaming. But, you know, I always tell people like, look, you know, when I was younger, I, um, I saved up money for a PS4. You know, same way you could do it for a PC if you really want to, you know, save up. Put $10 a week in a bank account and that shit will add up. Then maybe you could put 20 and maybe you could put 30 and it's just like, you know, it adds up and then go get it. Some people buy piece by piece. Or, that's what we did. That's what we did. It's just not, it's not needed. It. It's, it's, it's not needed, but we had it. If you really run it, experience something different. I mean, it's a totally different game when you play on PC because everything just runs. We had it, it built in it time is. for the Destiny 2 beta. Um, and everything we required. We, we oh, literally wow. yeah. like Shadow Price came over to my house, and he brought his entire like all of the parts. He had like a huge ass box, and <laughs> we decided this was going to be our first stab at building a computer. I got this giant textbook that I didn't really even use. We, we used YouTube, YouTube videos. We used YouTube videos. <laughs> right? Exactly. And uh, I got I got a. Uh, computer repair kit and we were cracking at it we we got our case and i picked up a 1080 ti he picked up a 1080 and we got an i7 7700k ssds and we we were ready to go and and i was very fortunate to be able to get a high refresh monitor too so like when i played destiny 2 when it first came out dude i had tears like it was so beautiful it was such a amazing experience like damn it was crazy y'all spoiled mm -hmm. man i didn't have none of that well i didn't buy my 144 hertz monitor till like last month so you know that's i started off with a i buy power pre-built from best buy okay we were looking that route and then we just like we we decided like we were debating it at yeah. that point we didn't have a podcast so we were kind of going back and forth to what do we uh, want to uh, build my what base. do we want to do and, my base um, was uh, 1060 okay. with i7, 7700, mm -hmm. uh, 120 solid state drive. That's it. Okay. Basic fan. Now it's kind of juiced up with the 2080 in it. And, oh, wow. And a Noctua cooler and an M.2 drive. Uh, wow. You know, Actually, so me and Shadow Price just picked up uh, M.2 solid state to upgrade the computer. 970 Evo? Uh, no, it was the Sabrent Rocket NVMe. It was only 50 bucks, too. That was kind of the only yeah, reason why I bought it. It was great value. I'm and looking at it, it right now. To yep. I got it in my hand. I'm looking at it. 3.5 gigahertz. 
is something nice. really insane. I mean, the the write speeds are absolutely off the charts. That's um, awesome. But um, yeah, because you know we really wanted to get into streaming and to get into podcasting and. I researched a lot of it. I, I talked to the people at Elgato to see what the best computer setup would be for the capture card that we were going to be using. And uh, it, it took a lot of research and a lot of care to really oh, find yeah. what was going to work. I got, a, I got a command center sitting in front of me now, man. It's, oh, wow. I never thought I'd have all the like three monitors and two PCs, lights and tables wow. and cables and cables and nonstop stuff. I mean, there's stuff everywhere. Um, it's, uh, but hey, man, you worked hard. Work. You you earned it. Yeah. yeah. You put a yeah, lot of work yeah. into it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, a, it's a cool journey. I'm yeah. still going, still up, still planning on upgrading. It's it's a never ending thing. Once you start upgrading, there's always going to be something new to <laughs> you never stop to do it. So going back to the Vidoc, we know that nightmares are coming, and we know that nightmares are a manifestation of trauma, where enemies from the past become alive again. And for me, this yes. is really exciting. Just think about the idea of being able to fight Crota again. And we saw Crota in that Vidoc. We saw Crota. We saw Skolas. We saw Omnigol. Skolas. We saw yeah, yeah Fogoth. Um, yeah, all those guys. Which which enemy are you most excited to fight again? I mean, Crota. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Crota or Skolas. One of them. Crota, yeah, Crota. I liked the Skolas fight. Favorites. I thought it was like a really good fight and everything. It was it was challenging after the like in the beginning. Have to pass the taint back and forth. Mm. Pass the taint. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, remember I remember that. that. You know what? Yeah. To this day I feel like Skolas was the most intense encounter. Day ever one Skolas. In the day one Skolas Destiny. was nuts. Day one Skolas, man. Oof. Oh, don't remind who that was pain. <laughs> That was so and you know much what? pain and death. The, and the worst thing wasn't even Skolas. It was the ads around Skolas. And every in the encounter that you had to go yeah, through, the ads would just, just shred you. Painful. Like completely. Just dead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited to play Nightmares in, in this new expansion. And Justin Truman went on to say that Shadow Keep is a transition for the entire solar system of how you play the entire game and not just a new destination with missions. That's a pretty big leap, in my opinion. And I think oh. during the Vidoc, we actually got a little preview of how the game's going to change because they were showing nightfalls from previous seasons in the game from previous expansions but they looked different there were new enemies there we yeah. got pretty much more challenging versions of um I, I thought i saw fogoth in there there was there or no it was an ogre let me see if i can find well, they, the there was name. like a nightmare of fogoth they they, they had they were showing the Hellmouth. Yeah, because the weapons themselves emit like this, like glow, when you're close to um, one of the nightmares and everything. Yeah. So, 
which is pretty cool. Yeah, and we also know that the Nightfalls are now going to be called Nightfalls the Ordeal, which is... We got a chance to see a very different type of Nightfall than what we were originally used to, and I know Shadow Price would be super excited about this because we saw tiers of difficulty. We had an Adept difficulty, a Hero difficulty, a Legend difficulty, and a Master difficulty capping yeah. at 980. And, yeah, uh, I just... I like I like having the different tiers of difficulty, you know, because it just... Then you, then you can just tailor that, you know, encounter towards that, that difficulty and everything, you know? You can ratchet it all the way up in Master Mode and then make it pretty casual in depth or whatever. You know, so it's like, it's funny because it's like, it's so close to Halo, like hero, heroic, legend, legendary. I was going to say that. You know? Yeah, so it, it like, definitely reminds me of Halo Reach and we played it, it, the it's a nod. heck out of Halo Reach. It's a nod, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Clyde, did you play any Halo back in the day? Halo 2. Okay, Halo 2, Halo 2 yep. True, Classic. True, true, uh, true 50 account. That's what's up. I was a slayer. Nice. Yeah, I, I played a lot I of Halo helped. Three. I played tons of Halo Three and, and Reach. Halo Two, Black Ops One. I was playing in tournaments all across the Northeast. And really? Had oh, wow! Of, had a lot of fun down there. I did yeah, not we, know we had about a young that. Team and we used to we used to travel around and spank some kids. And then <laughs> I was playing in Madden tournaments. Mm-hmm. I was a big Madden player, but then I got to where it was just toxic. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're getting older, you gotta get a job. <laughs> I used to play Madden back in the day too when I was actually into the game and everything. You know, play online and stuff and get really salty at the end of matches and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's a different it's a different game now. Yeah. Good old now, days. What do you guys think of this new change with Nightfalls? Are you guys liking the changes that we saw with nightfalls with the new uh difficulties and also new modifiers too that we didn't even talk about they're they're gonna bring some new modifiers that we haven't seen before uh well i mean i'm, I'm cool, cool with the uh modifiers i just don't like how they have to stack 10 modifiers on something to make it hard they yeah. need to make the content actually challenging not just hey we're gonna put 10 modifiers on and see if you can oh, i think it. they will i because... think they're also gonna ratchet up that difficulty the master I, like it looks like their enemies are gonna be able to regenerate health from the looks of it yeah but think of it like this they up the immunity yeah so you can technically do that nightfall master 980 you could do it at 881 you know what i think it is Guys, I, I really think that they want to make the game accessible to more players, so I think that's why they, they did it. Yeah. And that allows them to create encounters that will be challenging for like, they'll, you know, people. They'll be able to make a more customized experience rather than making the activity itself more challenging right out of the box. And I, I think that will make it easier for more we'll people to be able to play, even if you maybe can't complete the, the hardest difficulty or wouldn't even ever attempt it. Well, it's also a callback to their, like, old days at Bungie, you know, when Halo, like, you played on Legendary mode, go, getting through the campaign on Legendary, that was a challenge. You didn't smoke. Yeah, exactly. You get one shot by the brutes and everything. One shot by, yeah. one shot, uh, one shot by everything, yeah, dude. Exactly. You know what? Every, every game after Halo Reach, which the last 
Bungie game. I I played ev I played the campaign only on legendary difficulty. I would not even touch the the other ones, and that's how I did it with Halo Five. Um, that's how I did it with Halo Four, and we also know that there were some more things that the developers went out went out to say. Armor 2.0 is about to make every character slot make an impact. And my goodness, I'm excited about this. Because I think for me, armor wasn't that exciting in the game because I think it didn't really mean as much in the overall grand scheme oh, of yeah, things. You know, yeah. like that's why the mods, I, I didn't really, it, it didn't get me excited. And for all of these things to matter, to have more of an impact in the game, that means a lot. And also... Who's excited about the new uh, the values that are coming with all of your armor pieces? They're going to have now six different stats with each armor piece. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a really good step for the game. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's more of it. Oh, yeah. It's more of I, it's I more really like um, geared towards RPG like kind of game. Like where yeah. there's lots of stats. You have to manage all I the really stats. I really like it. I... I got to use Armor 2.0 at PAX, like I've said before, and the amount of customized customizability you could do. Like, you could make a set that's like, okay, I want to have be able to have my grenades a lot because of this one exotic I use where I... It's called... Um, shoot, hold on, what's it called? I don't remember. But it's the one where it's a warlock and you eat your grenade and then you get like a super arc soul one. That one. I would make a build that's more, I would throw on like grenade mods and all this other stuff so then I can have my grenade back as much as possible so I can keep using it. And it's just like, and then like, okay, I know I use shotguns and pulse rifles and machine guns. Put put those kind of perks on. And it was like, so, it just was so nice because it's really good for whatever your play style is, whether you use pulse rifles, shotguns, scout rifles, Rocket launchers, grenade launchers. There's perks for you. Yeah, which and is if you really don't like exciting. the look of the armor, you can throw one of those ornaments on. You know, the the, the, the exactly. new transmod element. I'm excited. Game, so, yeah, I'm excited. So I mean, that's yeah. Um, I'm so excited about these changes, and I think Dark Angel can confirm we're getting more stats than ever before. We're getting a new mod economy in the game with Shadow Cape. Yep. And yep, it's very crisp. I like it. And we I also saw it. some finishing moves very excited. too. That was Oh yeah, those finishing moves. Really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. To see. And uh I'm very excited to see how these finish finishing moves play a role in, in the activities that we're gonna be playing because I think they're gonna have a real impact in how you play the game. And that's going to play a role in how you strategize with um, how you strategize with all the different encounters that we're going to be facing because we're getting multiple difficulties of different activities. We're, we're getting not only one piece of endgame content with Nightfalls. It sounds like Nightfalls are going to have a much bigger role in the endgame content. And I, I love that. That to me. Guaranteed exotics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, has a chance, and then actually having to run the content to get the you know upgrade stuff materials that you need for that armor yeah, and everything yeah. too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The prismatic uh, 
Yeah, the uh, Ascendant Shards. Well, you know. Yeah, Ascendant yeah. Shards, yeah. Ascendant Shards are coming that's back. That's a throwback to D1 mm. right there. But but they they were also... See, I, I, I can't wait until I get to talk... That's the first thing I'm going to do is talk to Banshee. Is because he sells those. I want to know what materials I need to get those. If they showed it in the Vidoc, the first Vidoc, that they were, they were actually available to buy. Hmm. Ascendant Shards... And you need the Ascendant Shards to hit level 10 energy in your armor. Yeah, yeah, that's Another true. Another thing brings me back to Stack and Glimmer because it's, I, I watched it. I added it up. It took 95,000 Glimmer for them to upgrade one armor set. Wow. So, yeah. That's all. I need Glimmer. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, well, good. Well, let's go. Let's refresh them right Observation. now. Observation. Uh, spider Boy's got spider guy right now to go by definitely and now we also know that luke smith said something pretty interesting each year we will have an expansion set that comes out like shadow keep and we'll have four following seasons that's that's a very different model of releasing content than what Bungie has traditionally done because yes we had several ex larger expansions but never where for the next five years we're going to be getting major expansions instead of a whole new destiny with destiny 3 now do, yeah. you, do you guys think they're going to stick with this plan because um i believe it was what's uh, what's his name? Eric Osborne said that at towards the end of that video that Bungie is going to be open to hearing players' feedback. And if they feel that they aren't going in the direction that is right for the game and that people want, they're open to changing that now with being a standalone Bungie without that. anyone else. I was just about to say that. Yeah, so it's like if this doesn't like land and it's not working out that's like okay hit the destiny 3 button <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah you know because you know you got to know they're building that they're building the engine they're building the tools in the background but they have to be like because like it's got to be compatible like with the new with the new systems and everything that are coming out like next year Do you guys think that we necessarily need a Destiny 3 in order for the developers to actually give us a proper upgrade to the engine? Like, is it possible that they could essentially take what Destiny 2 is and bring it to a new engine so that it is an ever-evolving world like they were talking about in this Vidoc multiple times, not just once? I think they mentioned this, like, four or five times throughout the entire video how shadow how destiny will be a, a ever evolving world it, it won't be the way that we got destiny 2 from destiny 1 true maybe well i mean it's a lot it's a lot to uh yeah that's a lot of like development and back-end stuff that they would have to do to basically port everything over that's why they had to do a lot of back-end stuff with and the engine wasn't too compatible with it either the fact that they had to remake assets like they weren't able to like copy pasta things yeah. over and everything you know so yeah 
It's a lot harder. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I foresee them in, in a couple years. Like, they're already doing it, I bet, right now. They're building the engine. They're building the tools for the next game and everything. Yeah. You know? Because... I agree. That, that's the thing. It's just, it's going to be too hard to carry everything over. The new consoles will be out. Imagine what the resolution and what, how much, like, um, it would take up. How much space, like, some of that, those textures would take up and things like that. You know? Because yeah. they're already like bursting out the seams on the on the on the current consoles. Imagine if like trying to like upgrade all those assets and everything, like you know, you're going to run into the same problems and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Luke Smith went on to say that expansions are meant to be an anchor that sets an arc in a place. It's a story that will mm-hmm. see growth and change that will be manifested throughout the seasons. So the story will continue to evolve as we continue the different seasons that we'll be playing in Destiny. Yeah, each season's going to set up the other one and everything. It's going to like it's going to be a continuous, like um, connected, like um, just connected gameplay gameplay that's just going to connect from one season to the next and everything it's you know it's pretty much what they're trying to do yeah and i think that's going to really make a big impact for the game it's gonna really push the story forward but also in a realistic way for the developers to maintain right i i think they're going to be able to tell the story without giving us let's say an entire game and and giving everything to us in one piece knowing that there are going to be players who are going to know life the activity and then there's not much to play so it's going to be a more structured grind throughout the season where they they're giving us a calendar now for what we're going to be playing for what we can expect in the game and there's new things to do each and every week in the game so you'll be able to come back every week for the foreseeable future. You know, they have a plan until, I want to say, like, November, December, if I'm not mistaken. So there's there's some really great things for us all to experience in the game. And they actually showed off the calendar during the Vidoc as well. And there were some changes there with uh, a few exotics that we're going to talk about in just a little bit here um but i'm i'm really excited to see this type of progression in destiny and to see how the seasons unfold and that's something that uh i was a little bit on the fence about before but after seeing this it it really gave me a ton of encouragement that this is going to be really next level yeah yeah so i'm um, so excited to play i i just want october 1st to be here <laughs> tomorrow yeah well, you know i'm not so... about pushing forward time at all but i mean i'm i really want october 1st to be here <laughs> and we, we know that every season brings a new way to play the game we have seasonal ranks we have the artifacts with powers that change with each season and you essentially get an infinite power grind with this and i know 
Guys like Clyde are going to be really excited about this one because now you have a reason to play the game beyond when you finished, for example, the uh, most challenging Nightfall. When you beat the raid, when you got all the drops, you'll have more reason to keep playing the game, to become more powerful. Oh yeah, 9.99 Triumph. Going for it. That's going to be like a freaking event. Like everybody's just going to, once they hit 9.99, boom. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's well, go solo. Well, Shadow Throne drops the week after. So it's going to be a grind to get to 9.99 that quick, but we'll see. Oh, it does? It drops the week after that? After Shadow Keep comes out? Yep. Ah. Should, Interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's available this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Or last yeah. week. Yes, yes, it right, is. So, so it's this week. So this yeah, week, yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 I wonder if they're going to do that with the new dungeon, or if that's going to be available. Like, are they going to do the same uh, thing? I really don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm really excited for that know. new dungeon. Like, that thing looks. That looks awesome. It looks so cool. It reminds me of King's Fall. Like, it reminds me of like area, like level, um, some of the art in King's Fall. Like, like, you know, the, the hive architecture and everything. You know, like the reddish, like, brown-beige look and everything. Yeah. These, like, spitting spike columns and everything. You know, it's just very hive. So, looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's so exciting. I, I'm, I'm so excited to play this content. And I know we, we, we did talk about the Nightfall ordeal and they have a bunch of new modifiers. There, there's going to be uh, Empath, Champions Unstoppable, Champions Barrier, Equipment Locked, Match Game. Uh, I probably am going to butcher this one, but I think it says Hazeldun's Serenade. Shaft Hash Ladens, maybe? Yeah, I yeah, I, I think that sounds more like it. <laughs> I don't know. Words are hard. Daughter of Daughter of Crota. Ah, okay. Yes. I mean, a lot of the people who we are hive who we thought fought on the moon are spawn of Crota. That means children. So this isn't anything new. We've killed his children before. Just another yeah, the daughters one. in like uh, Kingsfall, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, those, those are the, the daughters' works. Oh, that's right. Those okay. Are, yeah, those are Crota's oh, older, sisters. younger okay. sisters. Yep. Gotcha. It's just we always call them daughters, and I was thinking, like, okay, yep, I know. Now we have new daughters to fight, and it's it's exciting. Well, yeah, kill. We have to kill them. There's no choice. Okay. That's what they we want. We get no though. choice in the matter. They want us to kill them. <laughs> that's that's the that's the sword logic. And and the other exciting thing that I have with the the new nightfalls, the greater the difficulty, the higher likelihood to get the rewards that you're looking for. So I don't know if that's what the developers are intending, but it sounds to me like. If you play the most difficult version of the activity, your grind is going to be lessened in the game. 
because you're going to be rewarded better. You're going to get all the best top tier drops by doing those activities. And it's going to be a progression because, I mean, we're going from 750. Probably there's going to be a story that takes us to 920 and then 950. And finally, at that 980 mark is where we'll reach that pinnacle status. And I, I, I would imagine that whatever heroic version of the raid that we're going to be getting, I think that's going to be capping out at 980. Based on how the nightfall yeah, is going to be. That might could be true. Yeah. I mean, I, and I could be wrong. It could be even higher, right? It could be that the nightfall is an endgame activity, but it's not the highest endgame activity. Because right. Bungie did confirm that during the Armor 2.0 reveal that uh, all of the... The only way that you're going to be able to get to the highest light level is to play that raid, to play that endgame content. Right. So that that's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. Now, what do you guys think we're going to get for these new modifiers? What What can they do to make it more difficult for us and to test the Guardians in a bigger way? I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about that. I have no clue what, what these new modifiers could be. Um... Hmm. For the raid or for well no, for, the, the, for the modifiers that we're that we're gonna be getting that they show up path and champions unstoppable oh. champions barrier it's just it's just gonna be like uh, I think it's gonna have to do with like healing abilities yeah, so on the, one the of those champions, is healing abilities I, I guarantee the, you know the the um yeah. maybe champions barrier could be like chaff you know, is or chaff is no radar I bet yeah chaff is no, no radar, radar but like. And we already know what match game yeah. is. The Hashaladan Serenade that, if I remember correctly, Hashaladan, that's Crota's daughter. And I, my assumption is that she's a death singer. Oh, like so she can wipe you. Witches with, like, I just, so she'll yeah. be able to wipe us. That'll probably add some sort of yeah. wipe. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Mechanic, mechanic. That's such a, yeah. I think you're totally right about that. Could be, it could be anything. Yeah. If, if, you know what? Almost yeah. kind of like I definitely the think Death Singers. Kind of like it's the Ute. Ute in um in the Crota raid. How I mean also the um Crota's sisters, your Alok and here whatever. I'm so good with good with names right now. Um Crota's sisters, they were like the original Death Singers. Yeah. So there's definitely been a few of them, so I wouldn't be opposed to have to that coming back which would be super cool yeah, yeah it's the hive so i mean you know it's... <laughs> and it, it sounds like the that artifact will be a key component to beating all of these activities on the hardest difficulties i don't i don't think it's going to be just a matter of hitting that light level i i think that we're going to face some challenges that require us to continue that progression and continue that grind. Now, do you guys think that we're going to be getting difficulties in in the raid, or do you think this is going to be exclusive for the nightfalls? I think. I mean, hmm. it's going to be in the nightmare hunts too. 
Yeah, nightmares too, yeah. Yeah, that's true. The Did you guys notice, stuff. speaking of the nightmare hunts, that we're gonna they were showing off different tiers. So we're gonna have tier one, tier two, tier three. So we're gonna have different waves of these nightmares that we're gonna be playing. Yeah, Matt the master I'm excited. one comes out I think uh after the week after Shadowkeep. And we did see another thing that I know Shadow Price is going to be really excited about, and that's dungeons. We're, we're actually getting a new dungeon in the game, and they described in the Vidoc that a dungeon is essentially a three-man version of a raid. It's going to have puzzles, and it's going to have challenges that we're going to be facing, and I mean, some of those, some of those enemies. Did you guys see that knight? That knight looked yeah, that badass. Oh, yeah. Flame knight with the flaming sword. That knight is yeah. the flame. It's the flaming knight from the prison of elders. Oh, really? Or someone similar to him? It looks identical to the big guy that we fought in the prison of elders, or the sword bearer in the Crowder raid. They both look very similar. He was a lot That's bigger. The first thing I he was a lot bigger though this time. Like. Yeah. It's just like an ascendant version of the way the way the developers described these dungeons is that you're fighting your way down the depths of the chasm with traps and mysteries, and it's going to be a raid-like experience with a fire team of three. And I bet Dark Angel will have some insight on this one. Solo Shattered Throne at 999 light. That's that's gonna be relating right. to some that's lore. That's gonna be right? possible because yes, in the Truth to Power lore, which you get once every three weeks from Dreaming City when it's maxed, in one of the many entries, there was this um kind of like a choose your own adventure style thing where you get you get this note, and if you give it to Raul, you get this thing, this engram, and you give it to Raul, you get a rare and a rare item something else, and then a note. And that note says the true way to beat the curse is to complete the Shattered Throne solo with no... by yourself. Solo, by obviously solo by yourself. Duh. Solo, flawless, 999 power. Yes, here it is. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to find like... Yes, here it is. The letter reads, achieve, achieve light level... 999 and defeat Julian Carr and a one-person fire team to unlock the true ending of the Dreaming City. It's in the lore entry Act, Choose, React in Truth to Power. Yeah, we just don't know if that's true. Yeah, is, is Bungie trolling we us yeah. or is it like... We don't know. Confirmed. We, yeah, we, exactly. we don't know. We don't know. I mean, I take the Truth to Power lore book with a grain of salt because, you know, they, first it was Eris talking to us. Then it was, oh, actually, I'm not Eris. Then it, oh, JK, it was Eris. Meanwhile, the Vanguard talks to Eris, and they're like, yo, Eris, did you do this? And Eris is like, no, I've been busy with hiveness. I didn't have time to write all this. So it's most likely Savathun trying to mess with us. Or someone else. We don't know. We don't know. I'm still gonna try it and see, because it's a possibility. We never know. It might be Duelin Karu or Savathun or saying, hey, because... Sabathun is like super, really super she's, cunning and she's smart crazy. and everything. Like the things that she's had. Yeah, like, she 
running through the circles in the Dreaming City and just like so many ways she's manipulated. I will. Yeah, there's there's a whole can of worms. I did do a previous episode on here where I talked about how royally screwed we are, basically. Yeah, because then once we get through Sabathun, then we got to deal with Zebu Arath, and then we're all dead. Yeah. And Zebu Arath makes is just. While Sabathun is like smart and tries to trick us, Zebu Arath will just beat us to a bloody pulp. Just beat us to a bloody pulp. Just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. I feel like there's there's so many loose ends in in the storyline that Bungie still has to kind of resolve. There's so many storylines that are just left unfinished between Aldrin and Sivu Arath and Savathun. And I'm I'm super excited to see how this all comes together in the coming year in Destiny. Now, the... well, that's, uh, that's why that's why we're waiting on these juicy twabs, you know. Yeah. Oh, and we're <laughs> gonna get to that twab in just a little bit. Uh, but before we do, I do want to quickly talk about Crucible changes. Hallelujah! We're finally getting more information about Crucible, and they are putting so much more focus on building out the Crucible this time around. We're getting Twilight Gap. We're getting Widow's Court. We're getting Fragment. Um, they're going to bring back more Destiny 1 maps, as they confirmed, and we're getting Elimination back in Crucible Labs with four different variations that we'll get to experience and give our feedback to hopefully give the future of Trials a new light. Are you guys excited for Crucible? Mm, I am. I mean... Yes and no. I mean, I don't really do a lot of Crucible. That's not really my my thing. So I'm still excited. I think the Crucible needs to be changed because it's a little, little dry. Little everyone's using the meta. I'm excited for elimination and going yeah, on Widow's Court again and Twilight Gap and uh, all the noobs and everything too. You know that are going to come into the game for the first time and stuff. So. And we yeah. can crush them. That's going to be fun. Fun times. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Now, Clyde, are you big on Crucible? Like, do you play Crucible in Destiny much? Used to. Used to. Do, used to do Trials Hub back in the day, but I just don't like the... Uh, I don't like where it's at right now, but uh, 3v3? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all over that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a 3v3 elimination is going to be where I'll be. Yeah. Yeah, and then Trials will come back this season after that, I think. Yeah, I really hope so because um, Trials was so much fun and it was very special. And it's going to be really cool to be able to help like people like Dark Angel who never went flawless and take her through it and to show her what it means to go flawless in Trials and how rewarding it feels. And I mean, I I miss it. I miss it a lot. And I'm I'm excited about the future of it. And then we also have seasons. Season 8 is going to be a catalyst. Season 9 is where things will start to build. Season 10 is where things will start to get intense. And according to Bungie, season 11 is where everything comes together like no other time in Destiny. 
that got me really excited. Very MMO-like. You know, that's what happens in MMOs. Like, things in the world change. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like what he's hinting at. That makes sense. And it's, you know, it's like you, got, you had to be there when this went, ha- this went down. So. And guys, we're getting all of this for 60 bucks. Literally. Yeah. You're getting Shadow Keep and you're getting all five four bucks seasons. A month. It's like paying a $5 subscription fee, basically, which isn't bad if you think about it. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Definitely. I guess. Um, so we're going to have quite a bit here. And uh, we're going to skip over and uh, we're going to talk about the TWAB real quick here before we wrap things up for the evening. I know we're, we've been going for quite a while now. And this week at Bungie, we had so much that uh, Bungie revealed to us. We got a roadmap for the launch of Shadow Keep, which is fast and coming and fast approaching it's launching on october 1st um and bungie started it started the conversation by stating that plans for destiny 2 year 3 came with the the moon and beyond vidoc that we talked about in pretty great length and we also got a little bit more information about the Garden of Salvation raid that begins on October 5th, as we discussed earlier. And Bungie does warn us to not be fooled and that this will be an entirely new challenge that awaits. And Bungie stated, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about this. And... Garden of Salvation, going back to the Black Garden, I mean, for me as a vanilla Destiny player, that's pretty special. Right? You know, and I I think that for me, I'm more excited about this raid, honestly, than I've ever been about any other raid in Destiny. Because we're going back to home we're going back where it all began and i think bungie has a lot of lessons that they've learned from building raid encounters and giving us all of these amazing experiences and i'm really excited to see what the raid team comes up with with this raid and i know it's going to be amazing if it's, and, and if it's awesome and it's great, I'm going to be like playing it tons again, you know, because that will get me back into raiding and being excited for it. Oh, yeah. everything. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that contest mode will be active for the first 24 hours, kind of similar to how it was with the Crown of Sorrow for the world's first completion. Good. So that will be making its return. What do you guys think about contest mode? Are you guys okay with this? Did you guys enjoy contest mode in Crown? I didn't enjoy it. It made it hard, but I liked it. It evened the playing field, which I think is what's Mm -hmm. needed. 
there's you know and there's no advantage or anything like that you know everybody's pretty much you know um other than you know if you're you're knowledgeable of the raids and you know how to play them and everything you know you go in with that knowledge and you know you give it your best and everybody you know will be at the same footing and everything you know so starting at the same place and Bungie did go on to state that while contest mode is active, players will be enforced challenge throughout the raid. Power beyond certain levels will provide no additional advantage for a given fight. And that goes to the point of keeping a leveled playing field. Uh, an example that they give is for the first fight, power above 890 does not provide an advantage and for the final fight power above 920 does not provide an advantage either so that was pretty interesting that they actually gave us they gave us hardcore like actual numbers that that throws me off a little bit because of they stated that the, that you're not getting any prime engrams until 900, meaning the 900 was a soft cap. So yeah, technically you don't have to grind that much, which is you know it's good. It gives everyone a play fair playing field. But again, they changed the immunity of the difficulty. It used to be you know if you're 40 power, or if you're 50 power level below, you do immune. 49, you do damage. Now that it's 100, is that raid boss 940? Or the 950. So that's what I'm kind of, uh, you know, you know, yeah, I get that's, that. that's what I'm kind of like worried about. Like, you know, I think that, uh, and this is where the contest modifier has to um, be rationalized. Okay. Does, does contest modifier, even the playing field, or does it penalize you at the boss of just making you underpowered level, knowing you know the mechanics perfect? but you just can't get to the boss because you're getting one shot by everything. And that's where it kind of like, I like contest modifier, but people have to remember what they ask for. You know, just, let's just say you guys are in the raid, you're doing the raid and well, it prevents, you can't go over nine. It prevents people from going out there and just getting so high that they, everything is just, you know, like easy. And everything, you know? yeah. I, no, I, I understand that, but, but that's what I'm saying though. Because people so are going to do that. People teams. are going to get as high as they possibly can. And everything, you know. Yeah, but there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of teams that are less hardcore that would do that grind. Yeah. But if yeah. they were just a little bit higher than 920, they would get to clear. But since the modifiers on, it's preventing you because there's you know there's a lot of teams that probably might struggle with the contest modifier and then it goes away and then they just clap the boss because they're 926 or 930. You know what I'm saying? I so, I think it's you know. just I think it's the most fair like you know. Compromise. Yes. So. yes. No, no, you're right. You're right about that. It is the most fair, but yeah. it also can bite you in the ass. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's a double edged <laughs> sword, basically. Yeah, it's a double edged yeah. sword. It'll, it'll get yeah. you. I understand you. Exactly what you mean. Yeah, no, it, it definitely makes sense. Now, Clyde, what do you think would be a comparable solution to this imbalance for you? There's no way to fix it. There's no way. It has to be this way. It has to be contest. It has to be this if it's way. Not, yeah. If it's not players like me and players like other, you know, hardcore players, like they're just, gonna, just you're just going to grind. Content. They will out-level it. You're just going yeah. to out-level the content. Yeah. You have to You have to do this. This is the only way to do it. And I, I and that's what I like about it. But uh, again, people have to understand that. It's either this or know. launching the same day. 
basically launching the raid the same yeah, day. The, the, the same uh, day. The same day yeah. was garbage. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like I agree. them. That was yep. garbage. So, so this is this is this, this is, is the be- I think this is the best like solution. Yeah, this is the yeah. this, this solution. Is, this is yeah, the best way to do definitely. it. And now instead of you worrying about getting above nine twenty, which obviously playing the game you will, but you could. You know, take the advantage of playing, and while you're in there, you're leveling up your artifact and unlocking some cool mods. And as soon as that modifier goes away, you know you're just helping your XP to get yeah. to 999 as fast as you can. Yeah, because you gotta so, think you're getting a lot of experience yeah, being in there and everything. Like, so I'm not really worried about it. Like, I'm not really worried about it. It's just you know, you go in, you have fun, and that's it. And you know, if uh, some people don't make the 24 hour, that's fine. You know, eat it after the modifier's gone and. Go turn in those ten prime engrams you probably got in your postmaster, and uh, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's about it, you know, really. So, but I feel like this is the only way that they could separate it because if not, people are just gonna farm it, and you know. But you know, I just wanted to make this as known that, you know, the highest fire team that went into Last Wish, which was Redeem, they were eight hours behind everybody else. Yeah, there were two, three teams at Riven, while they were behind them. So it just shows that under power leveled guardians can make it, you know. And every team runs different, you know. It's just those guys, you know, like Glad and all of them. They're my friends, you know. They're my homies. They just they don't let fatigue sit in. Another team yeah, did, and they, they just have good strategy, and you know, and things. That, and yeah. They're good. They can they can play games for twenty four hours and have no problems. Everybody else gets gassed. Yeah, they have so. the stamina to yeah do yeah. it. So, so so I mean that's but the, again it just shows you man it's just you know vault vault was tricky man vault stumped everybody and uh, you know ninja got it just and he couldn't even explain what he did. He just you know they brute forced it. Yeah, and then. You know, and Dado figured it out, and then a couple, you know, two other teams figured it out, and it was just, you know, it just it, it just came down to that. And just like Crown, I mean, you know, those guys, people, they they flew through it. You know, Dado flew through it. Everyone just just kind of skated through it. Um, I think we 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 got we got the first encounter done pretty quick, but you know, phase one chopped me up, man. I got cracked, and then uh, you know it. I was definitely like, all right, this contest modifier is definitely a pain. But then, you know, you found ways to to study how the ads spawn and you started oh, yeah. realizing that you needed to shoot the ads a little quicker and knowing that wells wouldn't save your life. And, yeah, because that, yeah, yeah, that last encounter, I was dying like so quick, like to, to the enemies. Yeah, yeah you, just, you just start realizing it and practice makes perfect. And like, that's, that's kind of where you got to be at. And um, I think people understand now, especially playing Heroic Menagerie, knowing that you're 20 power level under. So I think people are more prepared this time. But again, you just never know. You know what's really weird, Clyde? Like, I've played Flawless Menageries quite a few times now. And I almost feel like having played them so many times, I don't feel like it's that difficult anymore. Like, I I realize there's a Have you tried doing the Ogre without a Titan? Yeah, the ogre without a titan. With, that's without a, titan. without a banner shield. No. It's, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, I tried it. That's I tried insane. it with a team. We, yeah, we always had team. at least two titans with banner shields and three warlocks, and that that's kind right. of a. But if you got shot by that seven seventy enemy, you would die. You're the right. The titan's just eating it up. You're right. So, you know, the minotaur, not so much. Like 
Minotaur wasn't that bad. Like, you could plan their underlevel. You don't need a Titan for that. You just need Wells. But again, there was times where I was low manning it. Like, me and my buddy were trying to two-man that boss when it first came out. And those Hobgoblins two-shot me in my well. And those Hobgoblins are going to be in that raid. So, get ready for that. <laughs> yep. So. Yay! Pack a lunch. You're going to be there for a <laughs> and, and the Fanatics, too. They dumped that... They dump that milk on the ground. You're done. You're dead. Instant death. Instant. Uh, fanatics so. exploding um, uh, harpies. Uh, um, don't remind me. So, this is giving me yeah, flashbacks to doing Vogue. So it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna be oh, difficult, man. and that's what people have to understand. And it's gonna be interesting. You know, I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to play it. Um, I'm gonna give you know. Heck you know, yeah. give, you know, I'm just excited to. You know. What I'm really excited for is get my light high enough so when the contest modifier goes away, I can go in and do cool stuff. One phase and then low mans and stuff that people just, they, they get excited to see because they just got their their butts kicked for 24 hours on that raid and then there's teams in there just beating, you know, beating the shit out of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But my main goal is to try and I'm gunning for that 999 to get that curse because people are going to be looking around, finding players that hit 999. So I'm going to try. If I, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, oh well. Like, you know. If, if there's other people that hit it first, you know, I'll, but I, I won't worry about it. So I think I'll be able to, if it's possible to hit it just because of the powerful drops you can get, I am not worried about my artifact. So. Oh, the Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah, just Cyclops mentioned Cyclops. Issue, yeah. You do not yeah, want to mess Cyclops. with those. Me and Shadow Price actually played the Flawless Menagerie this past week. And how adamant was I about the Cyclopses? Did you do? Like, right were, away. Yeah. Those Cyclopses needed to die. No joke. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's really exciting to to experience the the new raid and so many other things that are coming with Shadow Cape. And I know we can talk about this all night long, uh, but we're gonna move on to the next uh, thing that this week at Bungie mentions, and that's UI bug fix uh, things coming to the game. Have you guys ever tried to put on a shader? Or put on oh, a mod terrible. and like you can And they can't. blamed it on the mouse movement. Yeah. yeah. They blamed it on the mouse movement. I'm like, You know what? what? I don't even play with keyboard and mouse. I still play with my PS4 controller. I'll be completely uh, honest. I, I, I still play, cannot I get used to it. I play with my, I play with I play with my Switch Pro controller. <laughs> Wait, um, what? I, you can do that? Yeah, you can do that. You, you just, I had no you idea. You the 8-bit do um, wireless adapter that I told you about. Oh, Everything. rip the dream. I didn't get it. Plug it right into your USB port and syncs right up. Boom. Dude, that controller is so great for Destiny. I'm, I'm yeah, telling you, that, that controller kind of craps on the PS4 controller, if you think about it. Yeah, um, I might have to pick up that uh, 8-bit dough to try to get that because I love my Pro Controller. I really, really love my Switch. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but this uh, issue apparently was fixed kind of but it wasn't fully fixed and bungie is promising if you pay 35 dollars for the next expansion they will fix it but it's probably it's probably going to be a free update i'm just trying to be funny but uh, they will fix this issue on october 1st with the launch of shadow keep and on that note we do have some Shadow Keep launch plans that Bungie talked about. Of course, we know that Bungie is launching Shadow Keep on October 1st. Didn't get a time, though. Didn't get a time. Yeah, <sighs> we didn't get a time. 
Uh, they yeah. did mention we don't know if it's they like did 10 mention it's going to be happening so. after a maintenance so that would kind of lead me to believe that it might be one o'clock no 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 they tweeted saying their work i retweeted it oh what oh, what, okay what, what did they say they uh, hold on i'm oh. on my twitter um it was it was a comment um Bungie was replying, we've made the team aware of the heavy desire for a preload, more to come next week. Okay. Mm. So yeah, don't talk about it. So I, oh, I yeah. have a feeling if they're saying that, then that almost kind of means that... Well, yeah, because they're... we can't all hit the server at Yeah, once. That, that's it'll exactly take, what I said. It'll it'll yeah. take eight hours, ten hours to even download yeah. it. And, I mean, literally, we, we might lose the PS4's copying. So. That's that a mean, by the way. <laughs> or that PS4 copy shit that they do is annoying. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> running, my, running my SSD was a big, uh, big help on that. So I mean, yeah, I, I literally, I only, I only paid sixty two dollars for my SSD, so that was nice. The the prices on solid states have dropped substantially. Mm -hmm. I, I remember a big when, difference when Huge I bought difference. mine. I bought a five hundred gig Samsung Evo. I think it was like an eight sixty. And it was like 120 bucks, and at that time, that was a really good deal. Like they were normally selling for like 160. Now uh -huh. you can get a one terabyte for less than 100 bucks, easy. The prices have plummeted on SSDs, and if you guys are looking to upgrade your rig, definitely consider that it's a worthwhile upgrade. And for less than 100 bucks, you can increase the speeds pretty substantially with that yeah so uh, do you, i just switched to so do you think they'll do a staggered launch then like what what do you think uh no no i think i think we're just gonna preload the day before mm, preload the day sense. before everything's good you got the whole yeah. day to download and then it's just gonna launch they said the licenses will change over so yeah i, I think they're just gonna do it so the license will change over at midnight then you think no the license are not going to change over until actually it strikes one o'clock oh Damn it. So, so you're gonna you're gonna download everything. Oh, you guys are in a different time zone than me. This is Yeah, they won't do a rolling launch. Okay. <laughs> I I am in bungee time, so I'm just like yeah, one o'clock, twelve? What? Yeah, you're over ten o'clock my yeah. time. I'm 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 like twenty minutes away from Bungie, yeah, so. so I can probably take a bus over there and be like, sup. Yeah. But we uh don't, yeah. don't you think, uh, think the, the hype they would want to do like at a midnight though, or like at least to make it available for nah. people to like? It wouldn't, start... wouldn't it wouldn't make sense because the people in New Zealand would play before everybody else. Oh yeah, damn it. Yeah. You know? Um. <laughs> it's just the anticipation, you know. It's like you like you get to that point, and it's like, oh, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. You know, it's like to... no, no, I no, I get it. It's just um. Because yeah, they, they they won't do the rolling. I mean, they did the midnight with the Taken King and everything. So I mean, but, right, right, but yeah, I remember. But they I didn't that. do it with Rise of Iron, that. and we know what happened with Rise of Iron. Right, but I have a, I literally have. So I did that for God of War. God of War launched for PS4, and I made a New Zealand account and played at New Zealand hours and got it a day early. Hmm, People were like, that's smart. But you know, so I would do the same thing. If it did a rolling launch, I'd be like, all right, screw it. I'm just gonna play on PS4 at launch. It's cross save. You know, boom, I'm good to go. And then as soon as it launches on PC, I'd be like, all right, switching, you know, so. So, yeah. so here's what Bungie officially states in this weekly update. 
regarding the Shadow Keep launch. They said this week we'd like to begin setting expectations on what the Shadow Keep launch experience will be for existing PC players on October 1st. On October 1st, pr prior to the official launch of Shadowkeep, Destiny 2 will be taken offline for maintenance on all platforms. During this maintenance window, PC players who have linked their Steam accounts and their Bungie.net profiles will automatically have their Guardian and Silver transferred from Battle.net to Steam. They go on to state, once maintenance concludes and Shadowkeep has officially launched, players, PC players who undergone Steam linking will be able to launch Destiny 2 on Steam and immediately access their Guardians and Silver. However, PC migrated PC players should be aware that there will be a delay in the transfer of their Destiny 2 Forsaken license from Battle.net to Steam. Yeah, uh -oh. so, and then they also state after the launch of Shadowkeep, Forsaken license transfers for Steam linked PC players will continue in the background until they are complete. While that work is underway, PC players can access all Destiny 2 content not reliant on the Forsaken license, as well as new Shadowkeep content if owned on Steam. And of course, all New Light content will be made available to all players for free so that's that's pretty interesting that they are doing this now from my understanding of this so forsaken content won't be available immediately because of that delay correct yeah hmm and is this only for the pc because i mean sounds like it, it. i mean i didn't yeah so hmm. yeah and they, they gave an example um, of Forsaken content that will not be available to migrate PC players during this window. Forsaken campaign missions, Forsaken quest content, The Last Wish Raid, The Shattered Throne Dungeon. Ooh. Hmm. Big yikes. So. Big yikes. Would it, would it potentially give console players an unfair advantage because of this? Yay! We finally get an advantage! Hmm. Yay! Uh, we'll have to see. That's really interesting. We'll have to see. Because Shadow Throne is going to launch finally. with the, the, the new expansion of Shadowkeep, right? Yeah. It'll be available, I think, that week. The week after. It's Max week Curse after. this week. One, two, yeah, week after. The week after. But hey... With contest being active, just like with um, when it was for Crown, that means all of the raids you can't do, right? Uh, no, yeah, they they, they, they disabled them. Yeah, they'll lock them. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So I mean, like, I don't think it's that much of an advantage because because Shattered Throne won't be available with contest being active. I mean, that's on the weekend, anyways. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure by then they'll have it all sorted out. It's just going to be on that launch day that we won't have access to everything. And I think that's all right, I guess. Exactly. Um, so that was that was the big the big thing. Um, they did mention that some Forsaken activities will be made available to all players, including Gambit playlist activities, Forsaken strikes in the strikes playlist. Uh, activities, Forsaken Maps in the Crucible playlist, patrols on the Tangled Shore, 
and patrols on the Dreaming City will be all available. So some aspects of the game will be available so you can farm more materials, but it sounds like if there's any powerful drops that are to be received from the Shattered Throne, that will be slightly delayed along with Last Wish. Although, I don't even know if we're going to get uh, drops that are going to really give us that much in terms of uh, power advantage from the Last Wish, because they really want to make sure we have a leveled playing field, and the last thing they would want is for people to uh, start trying to hoard on those Last Wish keys to get any advantage. So, uh, hey, I did that last season. I was there. I had like 25 of them last season. I kind of went all out with uh, the Last Wish raid. But... Uh, that was kind of the, the weekly update. Did you guys catch anything else that we didn't mention here tonight? No. I mean, they revealed what the emblems look like. Oh, yeah, the they day. showed off the emblems the for, for the that, that, day one. Yeah, that's true. What do you guys think of those emblems? Do you guys think they look pretty cool? Uh, it's I hard mean, for me I to thought... like emblems. I was a big emblem uh, collector in uh, D1. You know, the Union of Light and the Scarab and the Scarab, the, the yeah. Dawn, the, the Dawn of Destiny emblem. Yep. Like now I run the Darkest Day emblem, the one that was sold two years ago on Black Friday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's, I have that. That's like my, I don't ever. Okay, yeah. The, 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 the week, the 24 hours one looks kind of lame. Yeah, yeah the, the 24 hour yeah, one does look a little lame. I actually think the other one looks better, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I want the other yeah. one. Why didn't they flip them? Well, no, you'll get it. You'll get it. If you beat it in 24 hours, you'll get both. You'll get, yeah, the you'll get you'll both, get both. Yeah. but yeah, it's just kind of like... So, it looks cool, but like, I don't know. Emblems aren't the same no more. I've really, really pushed so many tweets and so many acts and discords and stuff to, to just be like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could just have animated emblems? Like, that'd be cool to where we could just up, oh, that would you know, be upload cool. our own... Or just clanning, you know, emblems or something. Or I mean, that they would obviously have to be approved by the game. But um, I think it'd just be cool to have our own. But you know, never know. We can get something like that down the road. So, I think I think we covered so many things tonight. And before we end things for the evening, we do have a tradition on the show. We rate the weekly update in spicy tuna rolls between one and five. One being pretty nasty spicy tuna roll and five being five star spicy tuna that you really want so how would you guys rate this weekly update that we got from bungie this week clyde do you want to go first give it a, a hot two okay okay the hot, the hot two, the hot, the hot two. <laughs> The only reason I liked it is because they told us about the raid. But other than that, I feel like it was very dry, and we should have been told about some pinnacle weapons, but or, or something, something. Yeah. something just they, you know, they're stalling us out. So I'm gonna give it a hot two. Okay. What about you, Dark Angel? Mm, giving about maybe like a two and a half. Mm, well, two, maybe two, I don't know. Two point five. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, they showed the emblems. They talked a little bit about the raid. They explained contests like they said stuff that we kind of already knew like they so it's kind of meh kind of like yeah kind of meh just meh 2.75 wow. 2.75 we've never had that before hmm okay yeah well 
I guess on that note, I'm going to be the generous one this week because I'm going to give it a three out of five spicy tuna rolls. And here's why really? I want to do that. I like the fact that we got two emblems. They showed off the championship belt that we're going to be getting for completing the world's first. So they showed that off. They gave us some more information on the launch of the new content with Shadow Keep. And also, they gave us a really amazing Vidoc. And I know they re released it earlier in the week, but they did include that in the weekly update. And I think, if anything, that deserves at least a half a point from me in uh, brownie points because they did a really awesome job with this Vidoc. And it sold me on the content and it got me so excited about what's to come with the new expansion. We are less than two weeks away. And man, I am so excited. And on that note, Clyde, thank you so much for being on with us. It was such an honor to have you on. You are an inspiration to this community. And I have so much respect for you and so much admiration for what you do and what you've accomplished and fighting through all the adversities that you had and being able to persevere and to create something very special and i i truly admire what you do in the community and i thank you for everything that you do every day for so many guardians and also for being such an amazing guest um we had such a blast hanging out with you tonight and thank you so much for being on with us i appreciate it and before we let you go tonight where where can the guardians learn more about you and what you do Everything's GSXR Clyde, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Discord. It's a partnered server, so just search up GSXR Clyde. Just it's everything. And uh, come hang out and uh, don't feel free to reach out and game and ask questions. And uh, if I don't answer you right away, I'll get to it. I promise. Very cool. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, looking forward to uh, slaying the new content with everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so excited and we cannot wait. And um, Dark Angel, where can we learn more about you? I am xDarkAngel on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram and YouTube. The whole shebang. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm live streaming after this if you want to watch some Shattered Throne flawless solo attempts. I'll probably die <laughs> again. I keep getting to the ogre. Last time I got to the ogre and I killed myself with my own grenade. I was very mad. Mm, that's rough. He's like, rookie mistake, rookie mistake. So, Shadow yeah. Price, what about you? Where can we learn more about you? Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Um, that's pretty much where I am for right now until I decide to get the Twitch thing going. Um, been working a lot of overtime lately, so it's been hard to do any of that outside the podcast, but hopefully once Shadowkeep gets going and then work slows down, I'll be able to start getting on Twitch again. Definitely. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and every major platform that's out there. We're also live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And next week, we're going to be hanging out with Carolina Gamer. And man, I'm so excited to 
hang out with him and to learn more about what he does in our community and maybe get some more tips on how we can prepare for that last minute chase uh, so we can get that raid completed the first week, uh, maybe the first day, we'll see. But uh, we'll definitely be playing Shadowkeep. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at OMG Cornholio. And you can find our Twitter account for the podcast at The Destiny Show. We post all the latest Bungie news and podcast updates. And you can check us out there. And Guardians, thank you so much for hanging out with us live for another episode of The Destiny Show Podcast. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Rated M for mature. Because we don't believe in scripted advertisements, we're going to do this raw. I'm regretting this decision. No, you're not. This is the DL Weekly Gaming News. There's nothing to regret here because it's your source for everything in the gaming world. Every week, we bring it to you unscripted, unfiltered. That's why it's rated M for mature, right, Brenna? Among many, many other reasons. I am one of your hosts, Jameson. And as he already said, I am Brenna, the other glorious part to this quality podcast. You can find us every week wherever you listen to your podcasts at DL Gaming News. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want some gaming news in your social media feed every day at DL Gaming News. And uh, you can find us individually if you really, really, truly want to see our faces. I am at DL underscore Mother Goose. And I'm at DL Jameson. And this was an advertisement. Go fuck yourselves. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.